I want to mourn the loss of all the old growth trees I've seen and tell them that we love them. It has to be a joke. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm literally about to fucking kill myself and I'm not kidding. You better fucking fix this shit. <laughs> Think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Welcome to Last Man Earth. My name is Lex Durger. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt still got anywhere the fact that Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod are now officially dating. It's quite a blow for Matt to see one of his hottest crushes go off the market. That's right. Alex Rodriguez is spoken for. <laughs> All those Spanish dance classes for nothing. They look like brother and sister. They, they do look alike. I don't like when... It makes me nervous when couples who look alike get together. Me too. Although you're just saying that because they're both Hispanic, I believe. No, uh, no. They, they, they look the same. They have the same voice. But A-Rod is probably gay, right? Because I don't know that many guys that date older women. You know, he's like... Uh, he's like 41, and she's well, 40. He also kind of likes masculine-looking women. I yeah. don't know if you know. He was like, even when he was dating like Cameron Diaz, he got her into like roids and like heavy lifting <laughs> and shit. That's kind of, he dated that WWE, one of the WWE wrestling divas. And then he dated that Google, like the Google founder's wife, who did other shit like that. Was she was of, like real old. Yeah, so you're right. I think it was a, either mommy thing or mommy daddy Well, thing I always heard on. the gay rumors, but um, I don't know if that was just people hating on him. Yeah, it's hard to know what people hate on him, but he does seem to like old ladies, right? This week's show is sponsored by the good men and women of the FBI forced to listen to Trump wiretaps. Not a lot of Putin, but a ton of Trump moaning out, finish me off, you Slovenian whore. <laughs> the good men and women of the FBI on top of our safety since J. Edgar Hoover wore sleeveless dress in the summer. Wait, who's who's listening to Trump's wiretaps? I don't know. That's what, that's a, he, Trump claimed his Billy was being wiretapped by the FBI for the Russian involvement. It's, but, a, it's not a good sign that he's um, he sounds like a lunatic. Who, I think he might be on meth. That's a I classic tell, meth thing. I can't tell if he's actually like intentionally genius or unintentionally genius, but I'll tell you what he's done with all his wiretap shit and the Russian shit and all the other little shit he tweets about. That is all anybody talks about. I don't know if you've noticed. We've like started like droning and bombing the shit out of the Middle East. Mm-hmm. We're like overhauling like healthcare. There's like massive domestic and foreign policy being changed, like bigger than in our last fifty years of history. And all anybody's talking about is like little stupid petty shit that Trumps and fights over. I I, I don't know. I mean, so he's clearly diverting attention from like what would be hugely contested issues. Yeah. And I don't know if he's doing that intentionally or he's just an ass and it's just a byproduct of... Well, the media falls for it. And, I mean, the mainstream media, with, without fail... I mean, when do we start um, turning them off? I mean, or, or holding them accountable or at least acknowledging what a fucking horrible job they're doing. All I see, I look at all... like If I look at my 10 most, like let's say, active Trump-hating friends, all they talk about is Russia, collusion, wiretaps, some... Which is going to turn out to be exactly nothing. And if it turns out to be anything, it'll take seven years to adjudicate and nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. This is like the reverse of like the Clinton with the sex scandal stuff. Like nothing will end up coming of it, but it just diverts everyone's attention for so many years. Meanwhile, like Trump is like getting through all this shit that everyone like otherwise would be all like coalescing around fighting. I think he's either he's intentionally or unintentionally politically a genius. I just can't figure out what it, I can't figure out what it is. Yeah. Well, it's not that hard to figure out. And it, and it is like the most sort of liberal you know people who identify themselves as, as liberal and and they don't get the the major points 
they're they're fucking they're dumb. But like he on a Saturday morning just puts, oh by the way, Obama was wire, was wiretapping me, and like I don't know if he actually believes that or he's like, man, this is gonna fuck everyone up for a month, and I'm gonna be able to do whatever the hell I want. And like, and he's right, he could just do like for a month, he gets like a free pass to do whatever the hell he well, wants. Well, so I, I, yeah, I don't know if he knows what he's doing, but certainly his his advisors, his the people in in making the decisions are like well let's not shut this down this is this is benefiting yes. us quite well exactly if you wish to contact the show hit us up on twitter at last minute podcast or on facebook also last minute podcast all right on to the show matt i know you're still tired from last week's day without a woman protest <laughs> was that exhausting was that exhausting for you i didn't notice anything that i still had the same waitress did you have to darn your own socks that's right <laughs> Nobody darns their own socks anymore. Darn? What does that mean? That's when you like have to knit, like put the holes back together in your socks. Like in, the old, in the old old days, when people had like one pair of socks, they'd come off of work and their wife would the wife would have to slave over darning their socks back together. Why would you only have one pair of socks? That sounds awful. Because you were poor and you worked in a factory and you rooted for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know <laughs> shit like that. Uh, no, I, would, I would invest like a large portion of my income in socks. Like, yeah, up to like twenty percent of everything I make, I would go with socks. Well, speaking of, speaking of, uh, of Trump policy, I hate this anti like China stuff. I love going to Target and buying like eight pairs of socks for like eight dollars. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I don't know what the old ladies back in the twenties were darning socks for, <laughs> but my socks cost ninety nine cents a pair. I wear them for a month and throw them away, <laughs> and I'm all good. There's no darning going on. Thank you, China. Uh, Matt, I know you uh, tried desperately to be a, a teenage pop star. Uh, that, fa- <laughs> that for all the blow for all the blowing of all the A uh, and R guys that failed miserably for you. It was pre YouTube, man. All, all we had. Do you think if you were around during YouTube, you would have put up a bunch of stupid videos when you were like 12 or 13? I, I think I would have. Yes, yeah. I think I would have. I think I would have too. <laughs> I'm actually glad. I'm actually glad. As bad as as bad as it may be getting older, one thing I'm glad of is that I grew up, did all my teen shit before the internet age. Because just imagine how much stupid shit there'd be on you if you came up during the like YouTube age. There'd be like. 50 to 100 just super fucking embarrassing videos of yourself or posts you wrote when you were like 13 saying like how much you love the Black Crows. Like black crows, black crows forever. No, like, yeah, there would have been various crimes being documented. Yes. You know, very minor stuff like uh, I don't know, stealing your friend's parents' car for a couple days. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, uh, With your uh, friends videotaping and Facebook living it. Yeah, people love Facebook. Kids today love Facebook living their crimes. I feel whatever. like my parent, like someone, would forward them an email of me, yes. like, and, and I would get in trouble because they're like, uh, well, clearly it says the date here, and you were supposed to be in school. There'd be all kinds of bad consequences. You think about now, like every. Everybody who's over like 30 basically can lie about their childhood and their teen years. You can just lie. Say you were a sports star. You did this. You never got in trouble. <laughs> you did drive, whatever else it is. Now anyone like coming up next generation, you cannot lie about anything because it takes like one Google search to find everything bad that you ever did. Yeah. That's kind of good. Uh, so Justin Bieber became big. He got discovered by uh, uh, Usher on YouTube. I imagine. I always picture like Usher doing like a sort of a, a, a filter like on his computer where he's doing hot or not with like little boys on <laughs> like flipping through them like like yeah. a tinder like a tinder app no 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 oh that's gonna come out <laughs> later it's a it's a whole uh, cycle of uh you know repeating because usher was a teen star with his tiny head and uh you know so i i honestly believe first of all you're in the music business so i'll give you a pass but hey why are you browsing teenage boy videos on youtube yes. it's obscure ones at that and B, he was like thirty, and like him and Bieber were boys, which Bieber thought was cool because he's a, he's a wigger, so he's like every black guy is awesome. Well, plus, he was like fourteen, right? Right. But if I had a fourteen-year-old friend, wouldn't you be like, 
Oh, that's fucking strange. I would think it's weird. I still get over the fact you told me you're wrestling little kids. <laughs> that still bothers me to this day. Hey, don't hate the player. That's why you can never. That's why I'm never letting your baby say. <laughs> uh, suggested Bieber is discovered by Usher. It became really huge, and I, it, I've always. Everyone, it's easy to hate Bieber. Let's put it that way. Everyone hates Bieber because he's a young punk-looking kid. He does punk shit. Uh, he's really super famous, super rich. He does whatever he wants. I think now he fucks Victoria's Secret models. I'm so tired of people, like just like you just did when I, I'll talk shit about Justin Bieber or um, any anyone like that, <coughs> Beyonce, and people will say, uh, "Are oh, you just a hater?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm I'm literally saying that I that I don't like them. It's it's like a weird thing where where people don't want to engage in why you hate them, and and so they why, just, yeah. Well, what they're saying when they say don't be a hater, what they're saying is don't judge. And when you're saying don't judge, you're saying, like, I want to not uh, to avoid any conflict or have to defend my position. Right, which pisses me off. Because <laughs> yes. I'm like, I just explained in detail why I don't like the person. Yes. And you're saying, you're, you're essentially confirming that I don't like the person. And for you, that's the end of the conversation. Why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> However, will you admit that with people like Justin Bieber, maybe Beyonce and famous people, that a lot of people hate them for superficial reasons as they like them? Which is they don't really know these people. They just hate them because they read accounts of them or... They're jealous of them, right? That, that's I guess there are some people that are jealous, but that's not me. I just don't, I, really I'm I'm, hella, not, I'm totally jealous of Justin Bieber. Um, you don't I mean, want to be rich and drive Ferrari and have like Victoria's Secret models on your dick all the time. Well, I, I mean, I can. You don't have to ask the last question if, you, if that makes would you I, sexually uncomfortable. I, I would certainly <laughs> trade income with them. That's for sure. No, you don't need. You don't need to be exactly like him, but I mean. Especially in his life, what, what, what do you want to be? You want to be a famous pop star. Now he's a famous rich pop star. So he kind of completed the dream of pop star. So and after you know, it was easy to hate Bieber for a while, but now I'm kind of like I'm also anti-establishment. So once everyone started hating Bieber, I kind of started to feel bad for him because uh-huh. then I always think like you know, to be fair, what would I do in his situation if I was 16 and had 100 million dollars and like could do whatever the fuck I wanted? Mm-hmm. We'd all be dicks, right? We'd all pretty much be dicks. Yeah, when you're 16, but isn't he now like 25 or something? Yeah, he's 23, 23 now. So he was a dick, as it turns out, to a fan in Australia. Um, by the way, my favorite Bieber story in Australia doesn't really involve Bieber. Uh, this last week, a guy was pretending to be Bieber online and getting underage girls to send him nude <laughs> shots of himself. <laughs> yeah. And the police only remarked at how fucking easy it was. Uh-huh. Like After like 20 years of conversations with your children about how dangerous the internet is and predators and fishing and uh, catfishing and all that stuff, I would say none of that has caught on on the internet. Like no. internet security is internet security for teenage girls is no better than it was 15 years ago. No, I mean if you literally if you live in Madison, Wisconsin, and you think Biebs is hitting you up and asking yes. for nudes, yes, the level of naivety there. Um, can I just fuck any 18 year old chick just by lying? I mean, the, well, these girls were. I mean, this guy was a pedophile. These guys were like 13, 14 year old. They were underage. He was like a pedophile online doing this. Right, but, but, but I mean, they, it, was, it was like the, the police remarked at how easy it was. It took like water back and forth, and then all of a sudden he had like naked photos of these girls. I can't believe that 13-year-olds are, are sending nudes. That's just weird to me. Well, they're doing whatever Justin Bieber tells them to do because he's like, I think you're so pretty, and send me a nude. They're like, oh, my God, yeah, here you go. And it's like, this is like what, we, what we've like been told for 15 years now to warn these girls against. And parents, and, and, like, this is like Alyssa Milano back in the 90s when her first nude went around the internet. No one knew that it could go to, like, 80,000 people, like, in one minute. Uh-huh. And she was kind of shocked. You know, that her, nude, that her nude photo was in every teenage boy's uh, masturbation tug vault. Was it like What's a it? Mr. Skin thing? It, well, uh, it was uh, actually, she did, a, yeah, she did a movie where she was topless. 
And then they just started taking her face and putting it on top of topless oh, models. Man. I remember. I know the exact. Uh, and her mom went around. Photos form, you're talking yeah, her about. mom formed like legislation to do. It. But it was like this is 20 years ago, and people were just like shocked that like one kid like in you know in wherever in LA could put this photo up online, and then it would be in, you know distributed to like five million downloads like within an hour. There was the a, a real. I mean, as you know, I'm still behind on the learning curve, but like when I remember when porn first. Uh, came out when when you first realized you could get porn on the computer. Yes, and I'm just like on my parents' like fucking Macintosh, uh, which which they got when I was like 17. Just uh, downloading the shit out of porn, not understanding how cookies work, yes. web browsing <laughs> history. Your, uh, your, your computer would never work again. So yeah, it looks like right. It just ruined a computer yes. that costs like ten thousand dollars. And your mom would be seeing pop up porn ads forever and just ever, get in, <laughs> like infiltrating everyone's email. Like, uh, hey Matt, it looks like someone. Uh, been looking at a lot of porn. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, end of conversation. No one wants to have that conversation, do they? Google history, 10 pages of viewpoints <laughs> like that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the, that story about the Bieber, the guy pretending to be Bieber, just tells me that, like, all this shit about warning your kids about stuff doesn't, never happen. They never must happens. address it in school, right? They address it in school, in pamphlets, and government programs. I'm sure Michelle Obama and now Melania Trump, will have, she's doing online bullying. They'll have lectures about it and PSAs about it. And it's all powerless against that sweet Justin oh. Bieber D. Well, this, the, the, here's the thing. We always pass laws against, like, human nature. And the human nature of a young girl who's in love with Justin Bieber is do whatever the fuck he says. Mm-hmm. And that will never, ever change. So that, do, you, do you think it's like when people say, like, their dog thinks it's a person, you know, like stupid people say shit like that? Yes. Do, do like... 13-year-old girls think Justin Bieber is, like, 13 and, like, going to an adjacent junior high school or something? Well, uh, here's the thing. Because he looks about while you're While you're searching, uh, using your mom's computer for searching a lot of porn, I'm looking at Justin Bieber websites. And if you actually look at how they promote him still, they promote him as a young boy to, like, the young girls. Really? Yes. They Like, all his sexually, all his Victoria's Secret stuff, all the banging models, all that stuff is kept off these like, you know, fan sites. Mm-hmm. And it's all old pictures of him looking cute, talking about his haircut, and it, is he going to get his first kiss oh, kind creepy. of shit like that? It's, well, a, it's almost Asian in a way. <laughs> yes. It's so creepy it can be described as Asian. <laughs> That's <laughs> how stupid it is. So Justin Bieber, getting back to Justin Bieber, the real Justin Bieber, the real dick who I feel kind of sorry for. Uh, so he was, he was in Australia touring, and a 20-year-old girl came up and kind of like grabbed, manhandled him for a selfie. And he didn't. He was. By the way, here's a dick thing. He was sucking on a lollipop. I don't know what kind of grown man sucks That's on a That's such a dick. And and twink fucking uh, move. Yes. Like, is he? So is he trying to act like he's twelve? Because I, I picture a twelve year old boy like a pop, like a like a street urchin in a like it, sucking on a lollipop, like yeah. in the city of God or something like that, like in Brazil. Just yeah, wearing like, chaps. Maybe a little parrot on his shoulder, a little bird on his shoulder. Yeah, hawking newspapers, <laughs> wearing paperboy hat and shit. Is he pretending? Why is he sucking a fucking lollipop? I don't know. He is still, like you said, like with Usher, with these, these boys who got raped at an early age. Maybe he he's kind of going into arrested development. Yeah, what, arrested was development. the girl hot? The uh, you know, it's hard to tell. It was in this selfie little video. It's kind of grainy, but she was 20. She wasn't a girl. She was 20. Let's put it that way. She demanded a selfie from him in a nice way. I'm a huge fan of all that kind of shit. And Bieber basically said to her, like, have you looked at yourself? You have no self-respect. You have no self-respect. And they said, you make me sick. And he like pulled away from her and got into Damn. his awaiting car. Beaver's fucking pulling out the big guns. Yeah, right. And so, so the mom and the daughter, anyway, again, she's 20. I want to point out she's not a 12-year-old cripple. She's a twenty-year-old, a twenty-year-old woman. Did he know how old she was? Though she was bigger than he was. I can tell you that. Well, 
my fucking girlfriend's bigger. She than looks. Me. I saw the picture. She looks at least sixteen, if not older. She's a. She looks like a woman. Okay, a young woman. So, and I don't think that's why. It's probably part of the reason why he did it. And so then her and her mom have to be interviewed by the press and talk about how they. She's loved Justin Bieber forever, and she's gone to his concerts and bought all this stuff, and she's not going to buy things from him again and all this stuff like that. <laughs> and it's like this whole little dance. This whole thing has to go on every single time because what a twenty-year-old doesn't understand the reality of the world <laughs> that like. You know, I can see, like, I mean, you're 12 or 13, you live in a fantasy land. I mean, yeah. girls especially live in a fantasy land. But isn't 20 too old to be, like, thinking, like, Justin Bieber is a sweet guy who just <laughs> loves his fans? And, like, and does he owe his fans to be nice to them 100% of the time? Thank you. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, so you're saying that the, the, they're promoting him as, like, a nubile. I, I, when I think of Justin Bieber, I think of, like, a, just a smug, like, wigger prick. So uh, that's the way I see it. Because you, so you, mati- you only see TMZ, right? You see mostly TMZ. Yeah, just br- yeah, random. You know that Justin Bieber is, is, is superhandsome.com or whatever. <laughs> right, right. Or I want to marry JustinBieber.com or all sorts of fan sites that they promote. Uh, Where he's seen as a straight-laced Canadian boy who loves his parents. As well I, as I have prostitute. noticed that the Australian media, because they share a lot of cultural stuff with uh, with uh, Britain, with England, um, <clears throat> that their, their media is... Possibly shittier than ours, which is insane. It's a lot of the shitty uh, tabloid media. Uh, the the Fox the guy that owns Fox, you know, he's got a monopoly of, of media over there. Uh, so, like, how did they score an interview? Because I feel like they called the news station. Like, uh, well, so because they were, follow- they were it was a tabloid press following Bieber down the street, and so they took the selfie. Actually, someone, of course, by the way, someone took a cell phone video of the incident because they always do. Uh-huh. I think it was a mom actually was taking a picture, the video of her daughter with Justin Bieber. So, I mean, here's my point. We don't expect anyone else. I mean, he gets paid by these people, right? They're his customers. And, and like, I, I, I wrote today, like, Disney pretends they love their filmgoers, and Mattel pretends they love people who buy their toys. But they have no feelings for those people. They have no feelings for those people, right? It's just business. No. Right, right. And we understand it's just business. And we expect Disney, when Disney does nice things or Mattel does nice things or does charity, we all know it's for corporate gain, right? It's not because they love children. They're trying to make as much money as possible. They're not taking any controversy. You know, they're not like, "Hey, let's uh, let's fund the Palestinians." You know, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's well, it's all stuff that no one's going to disagree. Well, when with, a major right? shareholder of Disney walks down the street and a girl wants to talk to him about how shitty the latest uh, Beauty and the Beast is, we don't expect him to like listen to her for twenty minutes and be like a, you know, be really sweet to her and stuff like that. He has no obligation to her. I feel like he would do that because guys like that, guys like that, love attention. Like if he people listening don't know, you can call anyone and just talk to them. He wouldn't do it after fifty thousand times. Like Bieber has fifty thousand people grabbing at him. So <laughs> right. I'm trying to defend the guy because I think he is a prick. But he's being grabbed and harassed, and, and, and people people feel like they own a piece of him, like they're all celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like, they have the right just to touch just to touch him. Everyone can touch him. Like, imagine going out, and everybody can touch you. Fat old ladies can just come up and touch well, you. Well, especially when you're kind of feeble, too. It's one thing when you're LeBron James, and you know you can essentially kick most people's asses. Well, yeah, and if you're Suge Knight, people aren't touching you as you walk down no. the street. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but Bieber looks like a little kid, and the girls love him, so they just grab him. You know, like... Can you imagine people just grab you for a selfie, just grab you around the shoulder and pull you all day long? I mean, that's annoying. I understand that. And I, Bieber owes them to be nice to him because he's taking their money in concerts and merchandise and shit. But at some point, don't you kind of feel like the 20-year-old, you would kind of tell her the same thing? You kind of tell her the same thing? Yeah. Which is just like, I what? do. I mean, people don't... I mean, I grew up in Fairbanks, Alaska, which is... Regardless of the jokes people make, it's a very diverse place. I have there's so a, many. There's a large uh, black population and a uh, uh, large um, native population and whatever. Anyway, uh, but I had some cousins 
I have like four family members total. I had some cousins that were Quakers, and they came into Fairbanks from like a very rural part of Alaska. And uh, so my black friend, they couldn't stop touching his hair, you know? Yeah, yeah. The black, the, yeah, that's what's good. And the Quaker uncle was like, hey, feel his hair, you know? And uh, my, my black friend, uh, I thought was going to punch a little kid. So I like I could. No one's ever come up to me really, and I mean, people touch me, but they they don't treat me like an animal so much, you know. No, there's nothing appealing about you worth touching. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, black people when you touch the the afros, people get really. That's very. People are very sensitive. About that. I understand. I don't want people t- strangers I, I touching my fucking head. I completely understand. When someone touches your head, it's it's very personal. And Bieber's allowed to have bad days, right? It, like last week, he met there was some girl. I think she was. Handicapped, so she was like 11 or 12, and he made a big deal out about like going up to her and doing a big thing with her. And if it's a 20 year old, just grabs him. I can understand like him taking the lollipop out of his mouth and saying, like, Have some self respect, you make me sick. <laughs> he's basically just saying what we're all thinking, right? We're all thinking the same thing, which is like, You're not, you're not a kid anymore, you're 20. You should have better things to do than harassing Justin. Have <laughs> harassing you seen the YouTube videos? It's an honest question because. So Bieber has these YouTube videos where he plays basketball. Yes. And uh, his friends, like, pretend that he crosses them up and, like, kind of fall down. Yes. They let him score. Yes. Does he know that they're doing that? That's every rapper, by the way, if you ever watch a rapper pickup games. Chris Brown does the same yeah, thing. Yeah, they all have to, like, oh, man, you're, dumb, you're killing me. Like, you're So are they all in on it, like, this will be a funny video? Or, or does the guy with his ego actually think that he's great at basketball? I have been around, professionally been around uh, enough rappers to know their entourage will do anything to keep their jobs, uh-huh. like it's like the, it's like a royal a royal lineage. It's like a royal procession. Uh-huh. Like the queen is every the queen or king is everything. You will just fucking brown nose just forever and ever. Your job essentially is to brown nose. What is your job? If you're like the seventh entourage guy, yeah. your entire job is to get the car into brown nose. <laughs> so you're not gonna like a hard foul on him, call a foul on him, or like block his shot, remind him how because they're all short, right? These guys are all short. Mm-hmm. Everyone can block their shots. They're all like five seven. So <laughs> these rappers are all the average height about five six five seven. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and then you let them drive inside. Are you kidding me? Come on! It's People like- get weird with that. I went to because um, my friend is a big Clippers, you know, season ticket holder. Uh, actually, I should plug his podcast, uh, Clip Clipcast, with Mike Jaglin and uh, Chris Wild. Uh, if you're into the Clippers, so whatever. Who um, isn't? <laughs> but I went to the Clippers training facility with them. Uh, to practice like with the Clippers, like a thing they let people do. And so we were playing like this uh, 13, 14-year-old chick, and I just swatted the shit out of her shot. You know? <laughs> nice. Just just really, you know, I'm, I'm 6'4". <laughs> I know how to play basketball. I didn't let her score. And uh, the, the general consensus was, you're a fucking piece of shit. Yes. That was a girl like with cerebral palsy who you took, <laughs> took out. She died the next day like thinking about you. Being well, I was supposed to let her rejected. score? I don't, I don't get it. I, it's like, do you let your kids win in uh, checkers or whatever? No, never. I, I don't either. I mean, No, those are my children. They can't go to the press with bad stories about me. <laughs> That's how, By the way, those, those events where like the cl- real Clippers have to play with average fans. It's probably how Bieber feels about people taking selfies with them. Oh, they're so miserable. They're so fucking miserable. <laughs> players are so miserable when they have to play with the fans. They have to put on a smile. And like, let the guy score on him, and the dude's like, "Dude, Blake Griffin, I just fucking took you in one on one." They're so mad. It was <laughs> hilarious, dude. Chauncey Billups. This was like what three years ago when Chauncey was on the team. So they go, uh, "All right, you can ask Chauncey three questions." <laughs> and so uh, I was about to ask him like a, a complicated question, but someone chimes in. They go, uh, "Do you think you're going to beat the Detroit Pistons on Thursday?" The shittiest question I could even imagine. Right. So he goes, "Uh, yeah." 
And it, it went like that for three, and then he like ran away. Yeah, it's in his player contract. He has to do those events. He was so pissed. Yeah, so but there you it go. should be in the contract that like a waitress, like you have to act like you're not. Well, that's but that's Beaver event. So here's the thing. I'm going to close this out. There's no one else. There's no other surf, service provider outside of a whore that you pay money to, like your a professional, a dentist, your your architect, anyone else that you pay money to, and you think after. Outside of work, you get to hang with them automatically because they're your guy. <laughs> like, you can't just go up, like, hey, bro, you can't just bro with your dentist after, after you see him walking down the street and go, man, I need you to help me if I can uh, jumpstart my car. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you pay for the filling. You pay to see Bieber in concert. You pay for his fucking shitty downloads. He doesn't owe you necessarily to be like your buddy, when, your boyfriend, when you see him in the street. Right. And, and to agree with your point, especially when his sort of persona is, you know, uh, I'm kind of a dick. Or, or it, it's one thing if you're like Steve Martin, where everyone assumes that you're like this really sociable, nice yes. guy. Yes, it would make more sense. But you know, going up to uh, Chris Brown is, or or or, uh, or dating Chris Brown or like Dr. Dre. Like Dr. Dre's songs are about shooting people. Yes. Why would you assume that he's your buddy? Yeah, I feel the same way. By the way, about the the, the girl's got the uh, stalking order against Chris Brown now. I'm all like. Like, he didn't know. Like, I didn't know he was like this. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, I, if I was a judge, I'd be like, he threatened to kill you. He's following you like a 3 a.m. So he's going to come over and kill you if you touch any other man. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. Fucking, you get yeah. no warning. You get no restraining order, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, Snoop Dogg, I know uh, he's your favorite uh, co- Martha Stewart co-host. Have you watched the show, by the way? Snoop, uh, Snoop and Martha show? I didn't know that was a show. Yes, they have a real show. Martha Stewart and you think they're banging? Snoop. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Want to, I just decided in my mind I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Although I give Martha Stewart so much credit. Imagine Martha Stewart giving a blowjob and, and she's kind of commenting on it the whole time. Like I, I like right. to wrap the the thumb around the, the balls while I'm doing it. It's got little like special white claws and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> She's making devil eggs. <laughs> a little devil egg before the blowjob. I mean, you won't taste the cum at all. Uh, there's parsley under my nose. Uh, you know, I'm, now I'm making myself sick. I do give, I give Martha credit, Martha Stewart, a ton of credit. Because as far as I can tell, she doesn't really have any discernible talent. No, she's just a businesswoman. She was, I mean, she was a model. She started as a model. I don't know if you knew that. She used to be hot. Yeah, but yeah, but she's like, I mean, it's a long time ago. She modeled and she was she's not an unattractive lady. And then she got, I guess she was ahead of her time in getting into like lifestyle and entertainment selling shit based along that. Because mm-hmm. now everybody, every model does that now, basically. They all have websites or shows, reality shows, shit where they're selling fashion and beauty and style. It's like if you're a hot chick, no matter how fucking mundane what you're saying is, because yes. she's the epitome of saying shit that is, is so remarkably yes. uninteresting. Yes. People will still listen. Yes. They totally will. She's like the... Chrissy Teigen of like 40 years earlier. Yeah. She kind of got famous for being kind of good looking and then she like just made herself into a brand and now she can sell like cooking shows, homeware, do it yourself. And by the way, she went to jail for insider, tra- insider trading for a while and turned that into her favor. It was like a cool, th- was, like, a cool thing. I don't so. blame anyone for insider trading. It, when I own stocks and someone says you should sell this because I happen to know you're going to lose all your money, I, I'm going to sell it. Oh yeah. No, you're just not supposed to get caught. Right. And by the way, I, I don't they'll know bust the Martha Stewart's of the world, not necessarily the uh, the big dogs. I'm going to go ahead and say you don't have five million dollars worth of that stock, so it's a little different when you're big when you're a big player. 
Oh, indeed. No, like, the SEC's like, oh, Ralston just moved two shares of Cisco. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just turned himself an $11 profit in four days. Let's get well, out. Send some guys well, out there. Well, look, the <laughs> fact that I don't have $5 million of uh, Costco or whatever, uh, I don't know the people involved. This is a very small club, yeah, right? right? Even, uh, even the IRS, like, years ago, I forget what it was, they like, either formally or informally said, we're just not going to audit people who make less than $100,000 a year. Because we're spending like six months to get like eleven dollars back. Yeah, yeah. Like how much? If you're making like thirty grand a year, how much could you be really ripping off the government in taxes? Right. I cheat on my taxes so fucking yeah, hard, and like, I'm not worried about it. No, because like they're gonna spend like paying accountant six months to go through it all, and then you have to owe like one hundred and eleven dollars at the end of the whole thing for five years of bad taxes. So, and they don't want to put you in jail because that costs even more money. So they go after Wesley Snipes, who owes like forty million. He's hiding forty million in Africa to getting paid through his African. But what is, what is Snipes compared to fucking? Uh, the who's the Enron guy? Ken. Uh, oh yeah, Kenneth yeah. Lay. Kenneth Lay. Kenneth Lay's a, a, a thousand Wesley Snipes, a million Wesley Snipes. Oh yeah, but they, I mean, they're saying there's no point in going after small insider, insider trading taxes. There's no cost benefit to going after people that are small fry, so they can just cheat. It doesn't really matter. Just letting you know you're okay. You're insider trading. Do you still have to file them? I'm considering just not doing it. Not filing your taxes? Yeah. Uh, no, you do. Even drug dealers file their taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, because they know, like, marijuana dealers, stuff like that, they know they're not going to jail anymore on the drug charges, mm-hmm. but it's the IRS can put you in jail. Like, with, the proof is, like, by the way, he didn't file taxes, he didn't file his returns. All right, he gets five years in jail. Right, it's like right. that, it's like, you know, it's, it's really that simple. Um, so, Martha Stewart, I love, Insider Trading, and Snoop Dogg, I also actually like Snoop Dogg, although he has a dubious past. So, in his new video, I think, I believe it's called Lavender. I always wonder how they come up with titles for their songs. It's probably a, a weed strain. Oh, no, I'm sure it's a weed strain. He smokes weed in the thing. He he actually was smoking weed when he made the video. He talks about it. Um, actually, having weed as your thing is not as cool as it used to be, I don't think. No, it's not. It's it's growing kind of kind of old. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb. Weed isn't even cool. Brian, no. what do you think? He's fucking high. He doesn't know it. <laughs> I don't think weed is cool. No. In fact, smoking big blunts, I think, is like a very 90s. It seems like a very 90s thing. Like it's it very 90s. When I was like in junior high, it was the prime of weed is hilarious. There was that movie How High with Method Man yes. and uh, Red Man. Yes. Cheech and Chong, those movies aren't even good. No. But anytime they said weed, like pot, we yes. would just start dying of you laughter. You start cracking up like you're like doing something your parents don't know about. Yeah, exactly. kind of cool thing. They're, yeah. They weren't even funny. No. I think once they, there were more weed places to buy weed than there are Starbucks in L.A., it was no longer, uh, you know, you can, I mean, once it made it, this is exactly, this is all, by the way, this is exactly what people who wanted to legalize weed said. Right. As soon as you make it legal, it won't be cool anymore. And that's basically exactly what happened. It's not cool anymore because um, outside of Rocco's, every fucking service person is high as shit on yes. edibles. Yes. You, you tell them something, they're not writing it down, they can't remember. No. You're getting fitted for shoes. The person's looking at the shoe like it's a, a fucking crystal However, ball. However, you have waited tables before and you know exactly that's how you need to be. I was usually <laughs> drunk. That's how you need to be to handle this job. <laughs> I sold women's shoes, dude. If you're not high, you're not, you're not, going, to, you're not going to work. There is a reason why they invented narcotics. I mean, that's that, to me, that's a valid reason. If you're sad because whatever reason, or your girlfriend broke, whatever, that's not a good reason for narcotics. The good reason is because you have to wait tables or sell women's shoes. That's exactly True. why it should be good. It, it is interesting because I think weed should be legal. I think all drugs should be legal, actually. But when you, uh, thank you, when you look at the conservatives, what they were saying about how, well, if you make it legal, then everyone's going to be fucking high all the time. Yeah. I, I think that's actually true. You think so? I don't think I don't know anyone who was like. Do you know anyone really was like? I would smoke weed, but it's illegal. I don't think I'll do that. 
Uh, I, not as long as I've been alive. No, I, I don't, but I think they just have way more weed. Uh, there will be, and it will be cheaper. <laughs> it will be cheaper. Oh, they're going to tax it. I don't know. But the whole reason, the whole reason why nar- narcotics were invented, like cocoa leaves and stuff like that, was because it, it would allow like the slaves and the workers to chew on them during the day, right? Mm-hmm. So they could be buzzed while they were doing like fourteen hours of toil. So they wouldn't just like kill themselves or kill their masters and stuff right. like that. It allowed them basically to be high at work all day long, so they could be more productive. And so I, I have no problem with people getting high as, as waiters or waitresses. I don't either. I'm just saying I've noticed a, a dip in efficiency. That's, <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, yeah. as I mentioned, in Colorado, I think that there's, if you look at their science fair contestants, it's gone like way down. <laughs> Everything's a bong. Everything's like a vaporizer or a bong at the science fair. That's how you can tell. Uh, so Snoop's new music video, and I don't know if he's even making music videos anymore or making music anymore. They all kind of sound exactly the same, basically. Um, he shoots Trump. So he shoot, he's, it's a video about clowns, and they're in a clown world, and everyone's a clown, and they're selling clown products, and they're all wearing clown makeup. And apparently, not apparently, I know this for a fact, when you're high, clowns are really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. But when you're not high, they're not funny at all. But I assume Snoop's always high, so it's, it's always hilarious to him. So, like, you know, usually when you're high, like, if you occasionally get high or drunk and you do stupid shit, after, there's a point after when you're sober and you go, man, that was fucking stupid and lame. Right. But if you're just always high, you never reach that point. So, like, the video you made about the clowns is still funny to you six months later. But <laughs> he's been... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, you're still looking at it and going, oh, man, they look like clowns. That's right. <laughs> but he's been high for, like, 30 years straight. So yeah, this is, there's no way he just found out about clowns. Right? No, but I'm saying, is like, he never has that refle- like sober, reflective moment. Right, right. When he realized, like, half his shit is just so fucking stupid if you're not high. <laughs> just, like, like all, a lot of forms of art would go away if people got sober. It's just some things that are only good when you're high, like all Pink Floyd music. Like all of Adult Swim. Adult Swim would just go away. And then there's a moment when you're not high and you watch it and you go like, what the fuck? This wasn't that good. Like, when you're high, it's amazing. What is it about being high? I don't smoke weed that much. When you're high, I, I would take a bag of Doritos over yeah. like a five-star Michelin chef prepared meal. I think the qu- easiest way to describe it is when you're five, you're like a giddy eight-year-old. Right. <laughs> like whatever you like when you're eight and you're just overtired. Like when you're like at a, at a sleepover when you're eight years old and you're just like super tired because you stayed up way too late. Yeah, yeah. And everything is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody farts, you just laugh for 10 minutes. Somebody does, you know, you watch some stupid shit on TV and you're all cracking up. That's basically what being high. I think it's like your brain is deprived of oxygen. And so it's just everything is fucking hilarious to you. My buddy told me a story. He went to Cornell yeah. and he was in a frat in Cornell, which I don't really support, but whatever. Uh, so Dave Chappelle, this was like a long time ago in probably the late 90s. So Dave Chappelle came to do a, a gig at their college, like a NACA gig like I would do before Dave Chappelle was like real famous, but he was yeah. still pretty big at the time. Um, so he goes to do the gig. And uh, after the gig, he goes back to my friend's frat house and ends up get like getting high and hiding in the in the laundry room for like an hour with <laughs> yeah. his bodyguard, who's right. not a real bodyguard, but just a fat black friend is. And so they're like, oh, man, we got to we got to go get something to eat. So they walk around Ithaca with my buddy like as their guide. And they're like, we can't go to any of these restaurants. Ithaca has great restaurants, you know. Yeah. Um, and so finally they just buy a bunch of candy. From, from like 7-Eleven and Dave Chappelle keeps missing his flight lives at my friend's frat house for a week just just subsisting only on candy and uh, that's pretty much what weed does that's what you. potheads do that's exactly what, what weed does to you <laughs> that, I mean I, I think that has to be related somewhat to his like erratic behavior too 
It's hard, it's hard to tell it people. It fucks with your brain. It's hard you to tell. It too much. It, it's hard to tell with people that are doing drugs like if they're self medicating because they have other problems. Yeah. Or if the drugs cause the problems. Well, like, I think when you're numbing yourself on a on a daily basis. Like I know a lot of people who smoked weed or drank uh, teenagers all the time, and then twenties after went to college they just stopped and they had no problem. The guys who keep doing it, I think, are self medic are self medicating. Like they can't stop because there's yeah. like other issues that they're covering that the drugs are covering up for. Yeah, so they're, yeah. They're kind well, of, that's it's, like it, Chappelle. It's, yeah, you can right, right for sure. You can tell by the way they do it. Like I, I got no problem, dude. Smoke a joint, smoke a joint in the morning. You know, go about your day. It's totally normal. But when when you're when you're smoking pounds of pot, yes, you know, but you need to keep leaving the office or leaving the work, leaving places to go smoke. Yeah, whether it be cigarettes or weed or anything. It's just like that's a bad sign. That's a bad sign. You know, like if, interest- if you start jonesing in the middle of the day, <laughs> right, right. That's just if you're shaking. That's a bad sign. The the interesting thing about Snoop Dogg is, I I feel like he's basically playing a, a minstrel character, in that white. So white people love Snoop Dogg. Love him. White people fucking lose their shit over Snoop Dogg. Um, and I think I think black people like him mostly because white people love him. Yeah, black people are cool with him, but yeah. they, they they don't find it a novelty. Uh, that but he's I think black. they like the fact that he's gotten over on white people. Right, uh, I think so too. Yeah. I, I think they're like on he's like got the, a fucking talk show with Martha Stewart. They're on the fist bump level with with Snoop. Well, he's know? a dude who like was a gangbanger, right? And now he's got and a, he shot a guy, and he shot a guy, and now he's got a TV show with Martha Stewart. Well, dude, his his albums, which I liked and still like, Gin and Juice, those are yeah. fucking fun party songs. Um, his character was that he was a pimp, so he rapped about beating up chicks. Um, and and murdering people like serial killer type shit. Really. Do you think he was talented though? Do you think it was Dr. Dre? Do you think it was like was he and he had did any he have any unique talent other than uh, the way he looked? Yeah, he had an, an original delivery. Yeah, I'd, and he had a cool look. You know, he looked like a Doberman. Yes, um, I, I'd put it like seventy thirty Dre. But yeah, he he was a, a legit rapper. He had he had an original style, um, and he was authentic to the, he was authentic to what he was rapping about. Probably, I don't yes. think he was ever a pimp, but he did, he, did he did kill a guy. He did shoot guys. He wasn't a ga- he wasn't a ga- he wasn't a, it still isn't a gang. I guess. So I'm at this restaurant. Here's the interesting thing. First of all, if if this was a white guy talking about I slap bitches and kill people, it'd be like what a dick. Yes. But I think white people, in a condescending way, are like, well, you know, we'll give him a pass. <laughs> uh, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm at this restaurant called Sweet Green. It's on Beverly, and they uh, it's a salad place started by graduate students in Georgetown University, right? So Sweet Green, they make salads, and it's all organic, locally sourced. Anyway, on their wall, they have Snoop Dogg quotes from his songs. <laughs> the same album. Literally, he's like, I murdered a guy for no fucking reason. I shot a guy in the face for the fun of it. The, and this is the progressive Kale salad hero now. Right. I don't understand it. It's a weird. I, I it's think, not been explained to me. I think people on that and of that progressive point of view have a hard time explaining the hypocrisy of many of their their, fa- their much of their fandom. Which, like you said, like I mean, it's like we talk about Steve Harvey. You can get away with anything if you're if you're a minority. You can get away with saying racist shit, yeah, or saying sexist shit, or beating women or stuff like that. And it is like because I think that progressives are so careful not to like step on toes of minority interests, right? Right. That they give a pass to all the they give a pass to these guys like completely, and even they don't se- they don't separate out the good guys and the bad guys. And it's sort of way like the same way with like sort of like the immigration issue, mm-hmm. which is like they refuse to separate out the issue of like. Uh, murderers versus guys who are just fucking car washing or whatever, right? Because if you say anything about it, then you're seen as a you're seen outside the progressive movement, and therefore you can't even say like, oh, uh, let's see, should a guy who's raped five women be deported? 
No, I mean, no. We <laughs> like they can't even make like a definitive moral judgment, right? Because they're so scared of that shit. But here's the thing: in his new video, Lavender, Snoop shoots an effigy, not an effigy, a guy dresses Donald Trump with a gun in a clown way, in, a, in sort of a you know a cartoony clown way. Doesn't shoot him with like viscera blood shooting everywhere. Wait, but is, like, sorry, but is he dressed? Because Donald Trump wears the most generic. It's, it's Trump. I mean, it's Trump dressed like Trump. Looks exactly it's like Trump. It's supposed to be face. Trump, right? It's supposed to be Trump. He gets out of his motorcade. Okay, stuff like that. It's supposed to be Trump. It, it, I don't quite. The video is about police violence, and it's a little interesting because all the incidents it refers to police violence is based on the kid who was the kid who was killed in his car in Minnesota when he got pulled over by the cops. The, his girlfriend Facebook lived. Yeah, it didn't happen under Trump, obviously. So I'm sure Trump will continue that policy, but that didn't actually happen under Trump. Um, but here's the thing: people get all outraged when people do things about the president, like we're going to shoot the president in this effigy or in a comedic way. There's always the people that have to knee jerk response, like this is horrible, this is unpatriotic. You can't even pretend to shoot the president. Aren't people more like concerned about that than they are the fact that Snoop actually really shot, really shot somebody <laughs> for real? It's like a real person who was probably a kid who's dead who's dead now i mean are we way past the point of like this effigy comedian like making jokes about trump or his family or shit like are we like way way past that well i guess on the on the hypocrisy uh tip he probably shot another black guy right i'm assuming a gangbanger yeah another gang. so they don't count as people well i mean that's what i would sort of deduce from the from the outrage. Well, like I said, people don't want to talk about Snoop as a murdering rapist, pretending to be a pimp, talking about beating women, maybe beating women, I don't know. Uh, but isn't that a much bigger deal than sort of, you know, are we, are, are we as a society way past the point that you need to treat the, the president with kick gloves, like in comedy and stuff like that? We're not, we're not in that generation anymore, are we? Well, you know, I mean, once the president, you know where it started is Bill Clinton went on MTV Live or whatever it was. And they said, uh, do you wear boxers or briefs? Right. And he should have been like, why don't you go fuck yourself? Yes. I'm going to be the president of the fucking United States. I'm one of the most educated people, smartest people in the fucking country. Yes. And he was forced or to Or I don't wear that. underpants so the bitches can get on my rod faster. <laughs> it would have been also been an appropriate answer. Which would probably work nowadays, too. But, that's what I'm saying, but it's not It's not even that Clinton was like, I don't blame Clinton for that answer and all the shit like that. The generation changed. We were in a cable TV generation at that point. Yeah, the president is now essentially, I mean... Th- Literally, the president's a fucking reality show he's contestant. He's a reality show he's, contestant. He has no uh, background in politics. No. He's literally a reality show guy. He's an evil Republican until two years ago was a Democrat <laughs> who's evil for taking away Planned Parenthood, although he's probably paid him $1,000 in abortion, in abortion <laughs> fees for, for when he's got pregnant. There's no, like, there's no, uh, the idealism of the presidency has to be way, way gone at this point. We know way too, we know way too much about this shit. With, with Reagan, it took a blow and, you know, Obama came up on his own and he's a self-made person, but yeah, it, it hasn't had a lot of, uh, dignity for some time. No, and such. I don't think the people, uh, by the way, I don't think the people that hold the officer are less dignified than they used to be. We just know about, we just know about everything now. Right. Well, yeah, because even public opinion, I, I would guess, I don't have the facts in front of me, but if you asked reasonable people, do you trust the president, no matter who it is, it should be about 90% no. No. I mean, like when Kennedy was in office, the reporters would never talk about the women he was banging or the drugs he was doing or all the shit like that. They never did. LBJ used to talk about how big his dumps were. <laughs> Kennedy was doing drugs. I'd never heard. Yeah, that. he had a he had a back issue, and he took a lot of. Uh, doc, he had a guy in his, in his fold named Doctor Feelgood, 
who would feed him with uh, uh, you know opioids to basically take care of his pain, undiagnosed back pain. Did he do a lot of booze? I know he's Irish. Uh, I don't know about the booze. Teddy certainly did a lot of booze. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know about the booze, but he certainly took, so he got shot up with a lot of, he got shot up with a lot of shit. He was taking a lot of, I think it was, uh, uh, you know, opioid and speed and stuff like that. It was all based off, an, again, an undiagnosed back, degenerative back issue. He might have issue. seen his older brother. Wait, Ted is older than... Ted's the youngest. Oh, Ted's the youngest. Teddy's well, he's dead now, but he was the youngest, but he survived the longest. He's, he's the, the one, one that, who wasn't shot. He's the one that killed the chick. Uh, he's the one who got drunk, drove the chick into the river. Okay. And then, and then swam to shore and walked away and then told people like, a couple hours later that she might be still in the car. I thought he did a pretty good job as a senator. Um, <clears throat> although I thought it was weird when he died and people acted like he was a, a great guy. Yeah. No, I knew actually back in D.C. I knew the guy who was his limo driver for about six months. And just said he was wasting the back of the limousine with prostitutes most of the time. I like that. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Just be a little off, honest, be a little more <laughs> honest about it. Anyhow, the point is, the president started calling more. You're okay with Snoop shooting the president in effigy on uh, as a comedic thing? I mean, I don't even the jokes like Scarlett Johansson the thing on Ivanka Trump and Saturday Night Live. And it, as tired, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. It was actually they're getting a little tired with their material because that's all they do now. Yeah. But you know, it was up in arms like, oh, the presidential daughter. I'm like, whatever, fuck it. Being like, you know, they, you don't have to take this job. You're all personal celebrity people now. And you can take it. She's 34 years old. She can she can take a joke about her. You her. know what we need to do is we need to um, for for the for the uh, average person the status quo. We need to uh, make a list, a definitive ranking, like how they do March Madness. Of the actual most powerful people, let's just say in the country, fuck the world. The president is is probably like a, a ten seed at this point in terms of like the, the ability to move mountains. You mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but if I think if people knew <laughs> where that, are you, wait, where was, is that the end of your rankings? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, it? the chairman of the Fed would be probably one. Uh, the chairman, uh, the like, what's LeBron, what's, where's LeBron on your list? Uh, he's he's probably in the NAIA. Uh, <laughs> You're saying he's not even the top. He's not in the top ten. No, he's not in the top ten. Wow, it, it's a bunch of CEOs from Monsanto, Pepsi. You know about uses your insidious hippie conspiracies. No, but it's not a people like, but I think I think a guy like uh, the Kardashians move more public influ- or more publicly influential than CEOs of these companies. Now they affect people's lives, I guess, in certain ways and big ways even. But in terms of like moving five million people to do stupid shit at one time, well, they might be more known, but it's not like Kanye West can call. Um, the, the fucking, he can't call it an airstrike. No, he can't Not do yet. shit. I mean, the, the real power for people are you don't even know their names. You know what? The power to kill people? The power to... Destroy people's mi- lives? No, the power to dictate national policy. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know that your ranking system is going to be as popular as March Madness. <laughs> I don't see a big TV audience for that, but you should go for it. I have no problem with Snoop shooting. I, I don't either. I think it was I'm cool. tired of him smoking weed all the time and saying how hilarious shit it's because he was so high when he came up with it. We get that idea. Yeah, we got to stop with the weed stuff. It's 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 lost its novelty appeal. Also, by the way, I believe Trump loves this shit. <laughs> ah, Snoop just shot you in a video. Ah, that's fucking hilarious. I thought Snoop and Trump are friends. They, pro- they probably hang out all the time. That was Kanye, I thought. Matt, let me ask you, moving on to uh, women who are actually hot. Mama June. Mm. Mama June and June, Mama June of uh, I don't remember the name of the reality shows. Mama June's fat kid. Uh, here comes show. Honey Boo Boo. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Here's a, the show. Here's how great the show is. The show is actually based on the fat kid mm-hmm. on Honey Boo Boo. It's not even based on, like it's based on a, an obese eight year old. Well, the the show is actually a spinoff of 
Toddlers and Tiharas, which was a show about child pageants. Even worse. And they discovered the girl, the little girl on that show. Because she was fat and spoke and yelled a lot of shit, right? She had like a A foghorn, leghorn type of accent. Yes. She had a big personality and was obese and was competing in beauty pageants. Yes. So she was a complete like... Mocked a mock piece of mock, a ridicule piece of child to ridicule, basically, right? Yeah, she was just a complete cartoonish, fat, obese, southern speaking drawl child with a retarded incest, <laughs> incest family, right? So that was basically it. Yeah, and then the people at A&E went, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> Order thirty episodes. Yeah, and, and we the talked qu- the quality people working at A and E. Yeah, or, got, uh, is that the Learning Channel? I think it's the same one by the same, same company. Thing, right? yeah, There's yeah. only like. Three media companies left in the world. They all own everything. Uh, I think all basic cable channels are owned by every by one person. Um, so there, that's why there's spinoffs and all the shit like that. Uh, and by the way, we talked about this before. Like these, should, because there are so few corporate outlets, and because the media outlets that cover them, the gossip and the celebrity media outlets that cover them, have to like abide by the rules or be cut off access. They will talk all about the good stuff, like the good funny little tidbits about Honey Boo Boo and Mama June. Mm-hmm. But like they leave the rape and incest out. <laughs> the rape and in- the same with the Dugars with the eighteen, the nineteen and counting Dugars when he raped his little little sisters. Mm-hmm. They kind of omit that stuff from all the little funny little like you go girl funny family. Look at Honey Boo Boo now. Look at Mama June. Mama June now has got her own reality show where she's on the hot. Getting hotter? What's it called? Yeah, I guess, like, From not to hot. Yeah, I was going to look it up, but then I realized I have to see a lot of pictures of her. Yeah, it's so, pretty bad. I mean, it's just like it's like it's a total it's a total freak show, which is fine, I think, if you cover the real ugly side of it, right? As opposed to the funny bits about ugly people. Yeah, it's not all peaches and cream. I mean, when when you're celebrating kind of trailer trash um, and obviously a culture condoning these things. You, you can't just look at the oh they talk funny like no she, her her boyfriend uh, raped her daughter yeah and by the way they, w- they would not do this with like say a New York City comedian who was like strung out on drugs and suicidal they wouldn't do like his little bit funny bits as he was killing himself <laughs> like you know that would be covered as a serious documentary it would be covered like the funny stories from so and so before he killed himself yeah right it's like these trailer tra- the, the stuff that goes along with trailer trash is drugs and alcoholism incest Pills. rape Lack of education, illiteracy, pill, opioid addiction, obesity, obesity diabetes. I mean, this girl's going to die, likely going to die young. Yeah. All this shit like that. And that's just like, that's the part that bothers me. That's glossed over. Like, you could do the exact same show about the exact, a show about the exact same people, and it could be like a medical channel thing about how you're all, you're all killing themselves, like an epidemic documentary for like the Oscars. That's a good point. If they, if they just threw a little, you know, a, a different uh, filter on it, yes. made it a little grayed out. It, the it serious would, music with the ambulance noises? It would be like, um, what's the, uh, when they uh, take people with drug problems? Like a they, scared straight thing? Yeah. W- Brian, what's the show where they confront people with the heroin uh, intervention? Why do I always look at Brian for drug things? <laughs> <laughs> I know why, but I'm just wondering why you do it. No, yeah, it, it could totally be like a like a rehab thing, like a rehab show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't the people, the fucking talentless hacks that are in charge of development at uh, A and E and the Learning Channel TLC, I guess, um, don't they share some responsibility for propping this person up who obviously doesn't have the mental capacity to handle it? You know, her boyfriend. They share. By the way, the answer they share a huge responsibility, and they've been sued many times before. But they've never lost because because they have a lot of money and they're featuring white trash people. That well, no, I mean they, they actually because like in Bravo, like one of the guys killed himself, like one of the husbands featured on one of the Bravo shows. 
killed actually killed himself, and they sued saying like Bravo was intentionally finding mentally unstable people to feature on the show and put them in stressful situations. Oh, wow. so they not that they would kill themselves, but so that they have mental breakdowns. What was so the show was about people that have mental? No, breakdowns? No, it's just one of those housewives shows. But they have to like when they said when they found it in casting like. They're trying to find alcoholics and troubled right. people, right? They find people that are unstable because they'll provide drama for the yes, show. Yes, that's what they're looking for. Because a reasonable person is like, I'm, I'm getting paid how much? Why don't you go fuck yeah, yourself? Yeah, like if you're on The Bachelor, you're, they're going to find the girl who cusses a lot and has some strange accent. I mean, I'm right on the level where I'll, I'll have the mental breakdown when the cameras aren't rolling. Yes. At least I know that much. Yes. Uh, but they say that they never, these people never win because they're always like, oh, it's a reality show. We're only filming reality and we're not responsible. But I agree with you. I think it's that's that's ridiculous. I think if you're, all the MTV shows when people are fucking getting killed or dying or going to jail and stuff like that, they have to bear some responsibility. It's so seedy. At least you should feel terrible about yourselves. And, yes. And your corporate uh, media conglomerate should uh, acknowledge that they're exploiting the mentally ill. Uh, I, I mean, so Mama June's boyfriend, who, again, molested her, her daughter. Sugar Bear? No. The other one. Sugar Bear is a husband, right? He was. I refuse to look this shit up. I'm just going off this. Sugar Bear was actually kind of cool. I think he's a dad of her, ba- of her, ki- of the kids. Yeah, this is a new guy, and he clearly just knew about Mama June because of the show. A new guy who loved obese Southern women who don't wash. I doubt that he did. Yes, um, but, a, but you know, there's some. You got to get in there. It's some, an easy target. You got to get in there. But so the show is called from uh, from not to hot. Yes. So we're supposed to believe that Mama June is hot because she lost two hundred of her four hundred pounds. So they She's sta- still they fucking s- gross. They staple her stomach, right? Uh, which I, I like how you like you liking it basically. Like that's not really there's no really there's no pride to be taken in having your stomach stapled and not being able to eat and losing weight. Right, yeah, it's like having someone putting a gag over your mouth and like you lose weight. Go like, look what yeah, I like could. a guy in Haiti bragging about being thin. It's yes. Like motherfucker, you don't have any food. Uh, but she's 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 clearly she's still not hot. So here's the thing: if you have to put a picture of your before picture before next year after picture, for people to say you look better, <laughs> you look good. You're not that hot. Like you should be able to stand alone. Like there's no like you know like you know Cindy Crawford doesn't need a before picture. Where people say she's good looking. Right. If you're a model, so what is the point of hotter the hot hot not to hot show? I don't understand well, it. They fucked up. I mean, the but who is the audience? Is, who is the audience for that? I I don't know. I mean, look if they turned uh, <laughs> if they turned Rosie O'Donnell into Megan Fox, I'd be watching it. No, they would turn Rosie O'Donnell into a a less fat Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> right? She'd still be Rosie O'Donnell. She still make annoying. She still have an annoying voice. She still makes stupid jokes, and she just look like remind all the time. She would remind you of Fat Rosie O'Donnell. I, I don't know. I th- I think we're kind of jaded, and I mean, we live in Los Angeles. I travel the country a lot, but w- once you uh, leave LA, I mean, your definition of a of a ten becomes a lot more liberal. Well, here's my here's my definition. So if Ashley Graham lost weight, she'd be she'd be hot. Right, I've always I yeah. like her. I like the way she looked. I always contend that Mama June was just an unattractive person who got super fat. Yeah. So she loses weight. Yes, she looks better than she did before. So now she's just a chubby, unattractive woman. But you, but you still got to factor in. I mean, where she lives, she's yes. probably somewhat normal. Wow. I mean, what is she? You like one to ten scales? What do you give her for uh, for hometown hometown score? Maxim, a maximum home like, for, like for Marietta or, or my own personal no for where she's from she's probably like a seven wow wow the show did work for you then Matt Dude, I take it back she's always fucking guys on the show these guys are fucking her do you think when a guy here's what I wonder when a guy when she was like 400 pounds when a guy goes after her for her money and he courts her for whatever reason 
Do you think he has to have sex with her or just gets her food? Uh, <laughs> like, like, uh, that's an earnest question. Like, does he like actually have to get in there with his dick? Or does he just like bring her Sundays and shit? I don't know because, uh, you know, uh, intercourse can be somewhat uh, taxing. I mean, if you're in horrible shape, that's a workout. I assume she doesn't have, you know, I'm assuming you don't have a big sex drive at that point, right? So she probably wants food more than sex. Clearly, yeah, that's not a focus because if you're if you're real into sex, you're not going to be four hundred pounds. Because in, that, in those like old in those all like silent movies or Laurel and Hardy movies or era movies, there would be like the guy who had to court like the really heavy set lady, mm-hmm. and it, they didn't have sex, but they had to like kiss her, and it was kind of gross. Right. And, like I always wondered, like if you really like were a scammer trying to get the, the old the old fat lady's money. Would you have to have sex with her? Or could you just like make her shit? <laughs> just like for I her. think I think you have to do it like once yeah. to prove that you will. But <laughs> I don't think it's a daily. Yes. Uh, it's you know I bet you there's a definitive correlation. Um, first of all, vanity because you know if if you want to fuck good looking people, you assume you have to look as you have to look as good as you can. Right. Um, but also, it's like you never see a fat drummer because, you know, if you put a pedometer on them, you know, they're running like six miles per sh- Anyway, I bet you there's a correlation between how often people fuck and in how good a shape they are. And not just out of vanity, but just the, the actual physical, the abdominal. Yeah, no, I don't out. think an obese people can. Uh, one day, I'm going to end this topic now because I'm, I'm getting a little queasy. It's getting really gross. One day, though, I'm going to bring you the book on how obese couples have sex. It's Do they a, have to lift up? There's the, a there's a book, a device book for. It. I mean, actually, with pictures and stuff like that that shows how. Because you can imagine when two when one person is like slender, one person is super heavy. Mm-hmm. There's it's it's difficult, but not impossible. When t- both people are enormous, it becomes much <laughs> becomes much more. <laughs> Do you ever watch? Do you ever watch like animals like those shows like rhinos or hippos fucking? And you just wonder like how it's wor- how it's actually working. Yeah, because they're just so en- like the the female is so enormous. And yes. you're just wondering like. Is a rhino's dick like eight feet long? Like how is that? Because they're like mountain, but you're like you gotta wonder like how long is that fucking dick? Because well, their brains they're like are twenty. Like, they seem to be twenty feet away from the vagina, right? But they're they're not really. In, it's not like the rhino's like smacking her on the ass. Like he's got uh, the tip. Yeah, just yeah. he's got the tip. In. It's all fucking yeah. It's all ro- robotic. But, it's, it has to, but he has to get the dick into the vagina, and you, it just so, those creatures are so enormous. A rear, it's so, so enormous. If a, if a chick's four hundred pounds. And I, I don't and she know. She has how a fifty-six this... inch ass. So if you spread her ass open, is is there still a lot of fat? We're getting into this, aren't we, man? On top, we're of getting it? into this right now. If, I've never fucked a fat. Chip. Well, if if her if her ass is ten inches larger than a normal person's ass, just yeah. ten inches larger, you'd have to think that the normal dick's not going to get in there, right? Because you've got an extra ten inches. Unless you really brought out some pliers or something. That's why you need the book. That's why you need the book, exactly. <laughs> and also guys that are really heavy also have shorter penises. Just the the part that extends out is shorter. Oh, so, so they have more, like, they have dick inside of their... Well, because it's covered fat. by their body. So, you know, they, to get the dick inside the vagina, there's less length to huh. work with. So you have less, less length and a longer distance to go. And this is really one of the biggest uh, quandary, scientific quandaries of our time. Mm-hmm. But somehow obese people are having kids. Because if you ever go to Taco Bell, like in the South, <laughs> it's just like oh, yeah, yeah. there's lots of obese couples and they have like eight kids. And I've always wondered like, and they're not doing that old, they're not doing the in vitro, I can tell you that. So I always wonder where they're, how they're coming about. You know, I, it's interesting because This the is guy, what keeps me up at night, by the way. The guy with the world record for the biggest dick, or longest dick, I guess, is... Uh, I can't remember his name, and and he's a weirdo. Um, but he's he's pretty overweight. I wonder if there's a correlation. Like, do fat guys maybe they don't care about getting fat because they just know deep down that they have like 
big well, they say fucking for every, swinging dicks. They say there's some there's some guide. I remember receiving some nutritional guide trying to get encourage guys to lose weight, and it says like for every I don't know 15 pounds you lose, you gain an inch of dick. There's no way that's true. Your dick doesn't get bigger, but actually more of it is revealed. What? Because men carry weight. There's around. no way. Because yes. if you lose the hundred pounds, you would have a t- fucking thirteen inch dick. No, what I mean, no, it's not your dick gets longer, Matt. Let me explain this to you. Okay, let me give me a, Brian. <laughs> give me a cocktail napkin and a salt shaker. <laughs> uh, what happens is like the, the the stomach, the body that's covering the dick recedes, so the dick actually extends. You the, the, there's more length that can actually be inserted into the vagina. Thank but you, we know thank how you, anatomy. Thank you, thank you, Brian. You can look at a pelvic. Like an X-ray, you, it's, it's not the like stomach, your dick goes through your spine into your. No, but the, what happens is the the gunt, the male gunt, starts expanding over oh, the dick. Oh, I see. So if you were like sixty pounds overweight and you had an eight inch dick, so they're characterizing it as as the actual penetration. Your effective length, your effective length. So, you, so yes. you're saying the gut blocks the dick. If you had an eight inch dick and you were sixty pounds overweight and you lost sixty pounds, uh, you if you were had an eight inch dick and you were sixty pounds overweight, you could insert four inches. If you lost the 60 pounds, you could insert 8 inches. See, by this logic... Um, Nobody draw pictures. If, if you were 500 pounds, you would have no dick. Are there guys with no dick? Well, it's in there, but it's behind all the... It's, that's a, I'm bringing the book in. That's it. I'm getting <laughs> off this stuff. I'm bringing the book in. It's, it's there. The dick itself doesn't change. It's just that everything around it changes. But so are you saying like, like an 800-pound... Like pound if you're 6'4", and you're outside, you can wave to your neighbors. If you're locked inside your house... Nobody can see you, Matt. <laughs> that's my point. That's the best. That's the analogy I'm sticking with. We're moving on. Okay. Uh, in our St. Matt segment this week, our special Matt segment each week, I have to change because each week uh, I get alerted by somebody that it's last week's was really horrible. Uh, <laughs> and this week, uh, so Matt explains. Nobody knows. Who, by the way, if you're going to make a name for yourself as a congressperson. Should there be something? You want, like, the first time people know you? Like, there's 435 congresspeople, and we know maybe, like, 20 of them, right? So yeah. the others we only ever hear about when they do stupid shit, right? Right. You never hear about a congressman outside of, like, the, the leadership unless they, do stup- unless they get arrested, get caught with a hooker, or do some stupid fucking bill that, like, makes the, <laughs> makes the news. That's true. <laughs> Which is Jessica Farrar. So, by the way, if you want to make a name for yourself as an unknown congressperson, do something fucking amazing. Do something. Like, go go to New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina and like dive twenty feet underwater to save some kids. Well, you have so, such like, a buffer. It, it would even be like this congressperson is in a uh, Motley Crue cover band. Yes. Like that would make the news. You'd be like, holy shit, this guy's <laughs> uh, an actual human. There. Are, by the way, all the Republican bald Republicans seem to be in rock bands. All like on the side. <laughs> They're just not that cool. So in this week's segment, Matt explains the Jessica Farrar bill. You can explain the bill and why it's exactly the same as defunding Planned Parenthood. And this, by the way, is a Texas congresswoman's bill on charging men $100 to masturbate. Is that correct, Matt? Yeah, she wrote up a bill um, It would charge men $100 to masturbate, uh, require legally that they be celibate. And it, this is where it gets a little strange. It would re- uh, require a rectal exam uh, for why a man did, to be prescribed Viagra. or Why the a, rectal, dude? I, I, I feel like, okay, charging men to masturbate. And be celibate, but why the rectal exam? I feel like that's where it went over the line for me. I'm assuming she just got a rectal exam from a male doctor at some point, and but you, never don't need a rec- you don't need a rectal exam to get any sort of female health care, do you? Uh, yeah, they do stick their fingers up your asshole when you're in the uh, OBGYN. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you've been told, or is this when you pl- pretended to be an OBGYN that time? That you uh, had, to leave, had to leave town really fast. No, I've been, I've been told by a couple of girls. Yeah, but they do that to men, too, for prostate exams. 
Right. Um, I I guess her point is it's unnecessary, which I think you could just tell the doctor. I don't I don't think the doctor's yeah I don't think it's a forced it's right not a, running at you with a shocker. It's not a forced rectal exam. Is no, it? I don't think so. Okay, I'm not um, I'm not down for that. <laughs> I like to be asked nicely. In fact, by the way, my uh, my doctor did that did a test on me and he apologized before he did it. Oh yeah, that ruined everything. That totally ruined the moment. So what, what did he say? I felt like you know, girls always like in the modern culture now. You have to ask the girl permission like twenty times before you do anything, and then the girls who aren't for that kind of go. Doesn't that kind of ruin? It kind of ruins the mood when you say, "Can I kiss you now?" Well, I don't I think in you? practice anyone's actually doing that. No, 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 no. I'm saying like in the, oh, those college laws, like if you want to touch your breast, you must right, get permission. Right, right. Or something. That's how I felt about my rectal. <laughs> it was just like. I just want a little. I want a little spontane- spontaneity, right? Right. I just want like not a lot, like not like when you do in the waiting room, <laughs> but like if I'm bent over and curled over on the table, I'm expecting some shit to happen. Yeah. Like when you start apologizing, now here's what yeah, here's what I'm gonna do, and I'm really sorry. I gotta do this, and I'm gonna have to, uh, really, really sorry, really sorry. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you raping me? Why are you why are you apologizing? You're a doctor. I assume what you're doing is medically necessary. You know my my theory that I've I've been thinking of this week. Is I don't think doctors are smart because smart people find jobs that um, are you know more pleasurable or, or more. Um, well, uh, you're talking about like easy, like where you don't have to stick your fingers up people's asses. Yeah, I, I think smart people find a way to not have to stick their fingers up like a, a 600 pound bald guy's asshole. Yeah, well, that's uh, you're not. That's not me. It was it, no, no, that's not. <laughs> what I mean. I'm just saying. Okay. I mean, you're probably. Uh, you know, you're you're probably not their their. Uh, I'm one of the better looking. I would biggest say worry. I'm one of the bigger. I'm one of the better, more handsome men to walk in for the rectal. I think. Um, all I'm asking for my doctor for the rectal is is not to giggle, not to apologize, and not get an erection. Is that is that too much to ask? I don't get. See, it was brought to my attention that um, you're helping people, so some people care about that. I guess. Um, As a doctor, you mean, or getting a rectal? As a doctor, yes. I mean, unless someone's into it, do you think that has ever happened? Like well, someone got aroused? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. I do know my doctor is off about five months out of the year and <laughs> seems to have, drive a really nice Mercedes. So he's not that dumb, you know. He's but pretty- he's doing this every day. I mean, well, maybe he's apologizing. Maybe oh, maybe he's apologizing to himself. <laughs> like maybe I'm. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like I'm so sorry. I should I have, have written my- that novel. I'm so sorry. I have to stick my head up guys' asses. <laughs> like you know, like just don't. I felt like it's they don't apologize for they don't apologize for any other procedure they do to you. Why the ass thing? Now I felt like a girl being raped. Like I felt he like, made it weird. He did make it weird. Yeah, like you ever like in the TV or movies on the there's weird rape scenes when the guy's apologizing as he's raping the girl. Yeah, because he's kind of like he knows what he's doing is wrong. And he starts apologizing like ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like. I see. I went. Um, I should go to one of these marches and give my story. I had a did a. I'm not sure if I told the story before, but I did a cannonball into a kiddie pool, not really thinking, in Hawaii, and uh, my I fucked my back up. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you killed the kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no one there. <laughs> Your lead-ins to your stories are always like very shocking. There may have been booze involved, so yes. I went to get a, a massage because I figured, well, that's what you're supposed to do. So I asked my friend where to get a massage. He goes, go to this place on. Uh, I don't want to say uh, La Cienega in Santa Monica. Sounds innocuous enough, right? Yeah, right in the middle of Boys Town. So I go in. <laughs> well, there's you know there's yes. a lot of straight people around. So I go in, and the chick uh, is like a, a not like an exceptionally hot chick, and she uh, rubs my back, and she goes, oh, "That looks really painful." And then before I know it, we're just fucking. Um, and so I figured. I, I, that's not even what I went there for. I just went to get a massage, but, you know, I, I think... Is this covered under Obamacare? 
It certainly <laughs> should why, be. That's all I wanted to know. Well, no, afterwards she goes, that'll be $100. I was like, well, I didn't really consent to this, but yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, that sounds so much better. I want to take back my rectal exam story because your story is much better than mine. But I was saying, even though I'm not like a... Right, it is a cooler story. Yeah, it's a much cooler story. I'm, I'm not I'm like taking a, back my rectal story. I'm not like Brad Pitt, but... Maybe just because she had to fuck like a like a three hundred pound slob before me. Yeah, like maybe she was actually like by comparison, I was like a ten. You know, like you're the, like Mama June. You were like the Mama June, <laughs> right? <laughs> not, not long winded way. Like yeah. Not that hot. <laughs> so uh, Matt, isn't this bill that this Congresswoman Farrar is introducing is because she's likening charging men to masturbate and to and force enforce rectal exams to the idea that Planned Parenthood is going to be defunded by Trump? Um, I don't I mean, know. It's just your segment. I'm just asking. It's, just no, asking. it's not a good analogy because so she's saying that uh, her, her, point, is her point is that uh, it's it's hypocritical that men are sort of legislating what women can do in terms of abortion. I, I don't know if birth control is involved. It's always abortion, isn't it? It's always abortion. She's in Texas, you know. This anyone, is, do any men do any men ever go out in the street and protest against like mammograms or like <laughs> liver checks or like? Dental with dental women should get dental dental checks. Well, it's, I'm, it's always it's always abortion, right? I, I mean, I'm just starting to realize that you know i I think it should be covered because I don't want the abortion kids, the kids that would have been aborted, out like stealing my mail and shit. Yeah, and more directly, you want free abortions for the women you're sleeping with, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. But why should, why should you have to pay two fifty? It, Let the it, rich guy in Pennsylvania pay for it. It's a situation where both people are right. Um, and there's one caveat in that the religious right has been duped into caring about this while they get fucked over monetarily. Um, but they don't know that. Right. Um, but both both sides are right. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a person, but it's also killing a living thing that could be a person. And, and both sides are absolutely right. Like, if you were anti-abortion... And you uh, spend all your time like uh, trying to feed the hungry overseas or, or helping other people. I'd say, you know what? I think you have the right to take that stance, um, or, or at least to say, I don't want my tax dollars going towards abortion. Right? Right. Which is what the what the what the issue? I mean, it's not. There, there are people that are just against abortion, but this what we're talking about now is defunding federally funded abortions, right? So they subsidized abortion. Which is a very small portion of the actual funding for abortion, period. So it's it's kind of a pet cause. Right. It's not the actual illegal of abortion because it's like legal in every blue state, at least, in a number of red states. Right. So you never have to take more... My, my theory is you never take more than one Southwest flight to get a decent abortion. <laughs> <laughs> like, which is like... It's the same as gambling, right? You got to take one Southwest flight to gamble legally. That's a good point. You got to take one Southwest flight to go to a go place where you can drink like under Abortion's got to be legal in Vegas, I'm yeah. assuming. If you want to... Say you want to fuck a 17-year-old girl, you got to take one Southwest flight to go to go do that. Well, isn't your other point that that a few big donors could easily just make up that difference? Like, well, it's 500... The amount of money they give to Planned Parenthood totally is $500 million. Like, you know, for everything, and the, entire, the federal uh, subsidy of Planned Parenthood is $500 million. And you have, like, $200 billion worth of people, like, complaining about it constantly. Right. So, yes, it would not take a lot to fund... It would not take a lot to, like, you know, if Lena Dunham got a good thing, big fun going where we fund to pay for the abortions they could easily cover it with you get a thousand rich people you get one zuckerberg to cover it you can yeah, cover it easily mark cuban or something. yeah so people it's a lot easier people to complain about shit than it's to write a big check for shit yeah and i'm sure these people do by the way do also write big checks for this shit but they could write bigger they could write fatter checks they could write checks that would actually make them less rich you know what, what i think would be a good system uh in in a almost like a three strikes type of thing like i get the first abortion 
um, and maybe you fucked up again. But at a certain point, and I'm sure this is a very small percentage of people getting abortions, but I, I don't know if the government should cover your your tenth abortion. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a, that's it. How about second? Because tenth seems like a hyperbole. How about your second? I'll give you two, but I think two? third the third one that's on you. Yeah, and also I think a certain age bracket too. Like once you get over a certain age, I think too. Once you're over twenty five, you should be paying your own rent and paying for your own abortions. Right? We're not buying you like any. To me, it's somewhat recreational. We're not paying to like get you an abortion after twenty five. Uh, yeah, there's gonna be some age in which you like divorce yourself from your parents and you know and divorce yourself from the government taking care of your mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I'm also curious of the. Um of the health implications, because I know that actually giving birth to a child can, in certain instances, uh, you know, be, be hard on your body. And, and, I mean, women died in the past giving birth to children, right? They still do. Uh, that's a little house on the prairie, Matt. <laughs> no, I think... <laughs> it's very rare. And I think the benefits of having children outweighs the benefits of not, because women who have children have far lower cancer rates than women who don't. But hmm. the, process, the, abor- the process of abortion is hard on women. That's probably people that are prone to cancer, though, are less able to get pregnant. It's some weird. I, you and I discussing women's health issues is a little weird because <laughs> you and I both know very little. But I know a little bit more than you. I'm sure. And it's like if, well, the problem with women having abortions is like the, horm- the pregnancy hormones kick in. Mm-hmm. And then it never gets a chance to be taken to fruition. And then the breastfeeding and all the stuff that like, kind of lays oh. all that shit out there. So women who get with child start growing the hormones and the child's taken out of their body. And then it fucks up. It fucks up their body. They can fuck them up in a number of ways. Oh, that's very interesting. I didn't think about that because I, I was going to say, but that, it doesn't that, fuck up as much as having a kid. By the way, <laughs> right? I mean, having a, I mean, fuck. That's, a, that's still a bigger problem. That's still a bigger problem when you're 17 and broke. Yeah, like you ever tried to hike with a, a weight vest on? Yeah, Jesus. Well, if you're 17 and broke and pregnant, you're not going to care. Like, hey, when you're 50, you're going to get cervical cancer. That's not going to stop. You know. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, I didn't. That's know, not your problem, right? I didn't now. know this other aspect of it, but just just getting um, something yanked out of your uh, uterus that that can't be that healthy either, right? I mean, neither of these things are that healthy. No, are they? I don't think. It, here's what is healthy, Matt. Matt, men masturbating. Well, how does that equate? How does that equate? I don't understand her bill. Her bill should be like men can't get Viagra or men can't get. Some sort of sexual shit that they get subsidized now. It makes no sense. No. And she's literally trolling, and I, I actually mostly agree with her, but she's we're paying our elective representatives. She knows this would never be voted. It's it's a she's doing a goof, but like Congress has to pay attention to this. She's wasting everyone's fucking time. Have you ever met a congressman person before, man or woman? Yes. They are the dumbest fucking I mean, not let's say the guy, a few guys like Paul Ryan, Nancy Pelosi's make it to the top. They're pretty savvy, mm-hmm. but just the clocks from like any given state who can get elected, like in western part of their state somewhere. Yeah, they're usually failed. They're usually people who either went to law school or business and they failed miserably, and they have no real job prospects. But they're either somewhat likable or fit like yeah, a demographic they're dumb group. and they have personality and they have a fit a demographic group that the teachers union or someone gets behind. Yeah, and they rise up from city councils to congressmen or something like that. They are really fucking. They're really so stupid. So like. She just came up with the dumbest idea ever to protest abortion rights. Like, well, what is the analogy, though? I mean, so to pay for there, there's no real. I'm, it would be like paying the only closest well, analogy I could draw would be like vasectomy. Like men shouldn't get um, subsidized vasectomy, for vasectomies. or look at what the men have to pay child support. Right, the masturbation thing is like a a real fucking out of nowhere thing. That that <laughs> yes. makes absolutely no yes. sense whatsoever. Yeah, because no one gets pregnant from masturbation. It's, it's like denigrating males. You go to hell, because, though, I learned. You go to hell. You know, she knows that guys are beating off every day, and if, and if dudes weren't beating off every day, there'd be bodies in the in the streets. Yes. 
Also, by the way, if men uh, weren't ha- were celibate, then there would be no reason for women to have abortions. It's like oh, wait a minute. I think it. I got her point. I think I got her point. She. <laughs> it's just the re- honestly. I went down with everything, Congresswoman Farrar. Just the, re- the rectal, the forced rectal exams. Just I don't know where the hell that came from. It's kind of rapey. It seems rape culture yes. because I'm like about to start crying. I'm having flashbacks. Well, she obviously had a bad rectal. She yes. should. She should maybe contact your doctor. Yeah, as opposed to the good rectal. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, that was a great rectal. Thanks. I, I'm mad. I got to change topics because I'm. Once well, again, someone's every topic, like I, every topic today disturbs the hell out of me. I mean, also Brian changed my story from rectal exam to I slept with a hot, <laughs> a hot prostitute like Matt. Wait, was your your doctor was a guy, right? Yeah. Well, well it'd be hotter if it's a, girl, a woman doctor. Well, I remember when I was in college, I had I had a tiny uh, lump on my balls. Turned out to be no big deal. But I think the doctor was into it. She was a, a graduate student. Matt, your life sounds like a letter to penthouse editor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's one thing. There's one thing a woman loves. It's a man with a lump on his testicle. I think she was That's like so fucking hot. She was like, you know, it's probably nothing, but you got to come back. And I was like, show me your, show I me read your, you. Show me your testicle humor. Your tumor. Your tumor. I want to see that. Is that carcinogenic, man? I'm fucking getting wet. That is. That's just nice. That's such delusional narcissism. Isn't it? We have to, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to dissect one of your testicles. I'm fucking getting sweaty right now. <laughs> Matt, let me ask you. I know for some reason, Matt, we got an email from Steve. He wants to know, where does Pamela Anderson's love letter to Julian Assange rank in the annals of great romantic poetry? This is a wonderful uh, story because you didn't actually read Pamela Anderson's. Uh, I don't know how you don't have a Google alert for Pamela's, Pamela yeah, Anderson's I love that letters. One. I don't know how. And by the way, I want to go on record as saying four shows ago, I told you that Pamela Anderson and Julian Assange were fucking. And you told me I was crazy. But now she's written a love letter about how much she loves him and his, sta- and his wonderful stamina. Which is just... What would that even mean? Like, he's able to wait out... Like, he's been in the embassy for... But yeah, that's obviously, like, no. she's alluding to if his, writes, his sexual... If someone writes stamina in a, lo- in a love poem, it's about sex, okay? Well, especially when you're a sex symbol, obviously. She knows what she's doing. Oh, right? I think about Julia's song. <laughs> yes. So she wrote Pamela Anderson on her, on her site, her, fe- her foundation. She has a foundation, by the way. Mm-hmm. On her foundation. For all animal rights and environmental and human rights in that order. They uh, should educate people to not fuck men with uh, hepatitis C without a condom. Uh, ooh, Pam Anderson dig. I like that. Yeah. Uh, or guys who are or guys who are locked up in the Ecuadorian embassy for two years. What kind of showers they have in that place? Assange looks horrible, by the way. I think he's an albino. He either is a, became an albino or he's naturally well, an albino. Well, he bleaches his hair. He's a weird... He's an unhealthy-looking dude. Well, he's inside all... Like, he, he was complaining about, I don't... I take under 10,000 steps per day, which I was like, I don't know how many... Like, is that a lot or not enough? I don't know. Uh, he but, looks like a guy who tells you where Mordor is, like, in Middle Earth. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he looks like an elfish. No, I think he's cultivating that, that otherworldly... Um, oh, you think that's intentional? Well, in the movie uh, about him, they, they said that they caught him uh, dyeing his hair that color and that he claimed it was natural, like he's sort of a... He's vain, you mean, in some way. Well, yeah, he's, he's super vain. And I think he's actually a guy that... That probably has a, a license to be vain. I mean, he's he's really affecting, in my opinion, the world for for the better. Well, he's got great stamina. I can tell you that. And uh, he's bang, he's banging. Well, he's super out of shape now. I mean, if if we never left the house for for four two what is it two years? 
Yeah, like two years. And I, I, I would have tits. Let alone Ecuador, the Ecuadorian embassy. It's not even just Ecuador itself. That would suck. I picture the, the embassy, the embassy like, as being like the size of Ecuador proportionately. No. You know? Oh, how small is the other countries? Yeah. I'm going to go on the record and say it's probably smaller than Rocco's, where we are taping <laughs> the show right now. And he hasn't been able to leave. And they don't want him there, by the way. They put up with him. Oh, really? Well, they're like not happy he's there, but they're like... What other business do they have? Well, yeah. I mean, that made him famous. But, like, I think they're just... It's a small place. I just don't want a stinky dude, like, Albano dude, fucking Pam Anderson upstairs. Like, she's bringing vegan sandwiches over that probably stink, like fucking bean pies and shit. And then they're fucking, and he's got stamina. They're going for, like, hours. Wait, so they, screaming. I think... I, it's like I, a bad roommate. The worst roommate ever. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, he probably is like, uh, hey, you know, the eggs were a little runny, and they're like, bro, you're this fucking close. Yeah, no, right? Like, if we could, international lawyers are looking at us. We could evict <laughs> you. We would get you out of here. But does he, uh, do the people that work there, I don't really know how this works. Are they he lives Ecuadorian like people, or are they white people from D.C.? Or no, born? this isn't in London. This is in London. Oh. This is in England. They're, they're Ecuadorians who, who are stationed in London. And by the way, if you're from Ecuador and you get like a London station... Like as an embassy employee? Hang on to that shit. Yeah, that's probably really sweet, right? But then you got fucking Assange living in your closet and doing his fucking Skype shit and stuff like that. And then Pam Harris is coming over with a picnic basket. I didn't know he was in London. Yeah, he's in a London embassy. He can't, he can't set foot in the... He can't travel to the U.S. Wow, I've been misinformed be on this. He's not, he's not a diplomat himself. He'd be arrested at the So airport. why can't they do a real-life James Bond thing where they put him in a fat suit and shuffle him into a limo? And because he, they can't violate the... the, the uh, an embassy counts as like the, the land of that country, right? So it's like it would be as if we invaded Ecuador. You couldn't do it. You just can't do it. There's like an international laws against that shit. But can't he? I mean, does he? If does he, he has autonomy, like he has his own phone, right? Or he can use he's their. Got, phone he's got or? Skype. He's FaceTime. FaceTime. Pam Anderson is fucking dick pics. And so stuff. why doesn't he just hit up fucking George Lucas and be like, "All right, like turn me into a heavy black guy, and I'm getting the fuck out of here." Uh, well, it's a tiny little billy. They probably have a, someone watching the door, don't you think? I don't know. Plus, I think he likes it there. Where else going to go? He's wanted for rape in Sweden. There's so, a country that would take him. He could go to Russia. I'm well, but he can't get out. London would take, London would arrest him the minute he left the embassy because he's wanted for uh, for rape. I don't think you're appreciating the the special effects that I'm fantasizing. No, not about. at all, dude. Oh, well, let's put it this way: if you can if you can get Pam Anderson to fly to London to fuck you, you're you're a pretty resourceful guy. Wait, you're, you're not, just assuming he's fucking Pam Anderson. No, I read the fucking poem, dude. You didn't read the poem. No one writes. A, no one at fifty writes a love poem to a albino looking gross dude living in a closet in the Ecuadorian embassy unless they're fucking him. And stamina, by the way. And by the way, who's the two people we know? Pamela Anderson is fucked. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee, Tommy we, Lee, because we saw it on videotape. Kid Rock. Well, yeah, she fucked him, I guess too. <laughs> but I mean that we've actually Dennis Rodman. Yeah, there's all a bunch of people. She's <laughs> fucked a lot of guys. Yes, but that we know of. So we saw Tommy Lee, and now we know Julian Assange. So, and when she says he has stamina, I just assume he's he's doing her right. You know, the, the brother's doing her right. So, I, yeah, I guess. Right? What kind of fifty year old woman writes a love poem? To a guy in the Ecuadorian embassy. And by the way, in the love poem, she, def- she talks about how, like, no one should talk about his rape charges pending in Sweden. Who writes a love poem that includes the guy's rape charges? Well, not, uh, I'll tell you. That's who. not your classical romantic it's, scene. It's a, it's a hot chick from a, a scrappy town in British Columbia who uh, everyone's always pretended that what she's saying is uh, interesting or noteworthy. And uh, she's still doing it. She doesn't yes. quite realize that the looks are, are fading yes. away. This is a chick that probably got an A in chemistry just just from tits. From where to look at top. So, and by the way, you should. That's how great she'd be giving out. Right. I I got no problem with that. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah. So she she's she probably she probably put 
Wait, how long is the letter? Did it take you a minute to read no, it? No, it's a poem. It's a poem. It probably took her like five days. To write herself? Yeah. Oh, it probably, she probably spent a month on it. <laughs> so, and she had probably had help from somebody. Her kids are in prep school. Maybe two of her kids. I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a gross. You don't, first of all, you don't see 50-year-old women writing love poems. By the way, in answer to Steve's question about where it ranks in terms of love poems, I put it just below Kobe's love poem to basketball. Oh, that's right. <laughs> because, that was so faggy. Yes. Because I put it below that because I thought that was really he really did love basketball a lot and he really talked about talking to him as like his 14 year old self and shit like that uh whereas pam anderson seemed to be about love about sex yeah and that made me a little ill i assume kobe's not fucking the basketball so i could well kobe didn't bring up his raping in in his own poem no no he did but if pam anderson wrote a love poem about kobe she would bring it up what are your and, odds they fucked well here's my thing do you think it's says pam anderson pamela anderson's exit strategy like she looked in the mirror she's like this shit isn't working anymore in terms of the sex symbol stuff what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to go fuck Julian Assange. Like, that's like... Yeah. I'm spit, just spitballing here. Like, that's going to be my next I, I didn't think about that, but actually I would agree with it. She's like, how can I make a difference? There's probably someone that, that doesn't have a... Uh, is a little bit dim, but still has uh, beliefs, you know? Well, did she... Like, was it... What was it? Two or three months ago we talked about her Wall Street Journal editorial with Rabbi Shmuley Boteak, the Michael Jackson rabbi, oh, about online, online porn. <laughs> Remember that? That's right. She co-authored. What was her point? She was anti anti online porn because it was ruining relation. It was ruining relationships. I would say she's not really like a uh, she, is she unbiased looking? source on this because we've all seen her get fucked by a, a guy with hepatitis C. But is it, doesn't it strike you as a woman who is like reaching, but reaching with big ideas? Like she's just like spitballing ideas. Like what could I do that's absolutely positive and can get me a ton of media attention? It yeah, well, I feel like she's starting to find herself at the ripe age of, you know, mid-50s. Like, if this came from my uh, nine-year-old niece, I'd be like, well, yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, like, she's getting, next will be, like, some really dangerous Chris Angel stunt she's going to do. And die. Like, <laughs> like, it's just, she's, like, just free, just free-forming. Like, I, like, she's 50, and she's, like, you know, covered in spots, and she's just, you know, her cleavage, it's all messed up. It's, with the all, it's all fucked up. Yeah, and, 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 like, she can't even marry her old, her old poker-playing husband, uh, Rick Solomon, anymore for a third time. She's like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, just, like, I'm going to write editorials with Shmuley Boteok. I'm going to be anti-porn, and I'm going to go fuck Julian Assange in the Ecuadorian embassy and write love poems to him. So, like, I'm the front page of every single magazine. we got to follow up on this next week, because you're, you're stating that she definitely fucked Assange. Well, how do I mean? I mean, we, we get, should we call the Ecuadorian embassy and see if they hear a lot of grunts at night? Grunts at night? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Like investigate. It's a small place. It is a tiny building. If he's fucking her, they're here. They're I've seen it. the the street. Isn't it? It has like three stories. It's like a townhouse. Yeah, but like a brownstone. It's and there's probably it like ten people, brownstone. ten people working in there, right? They're here. And he apparently lives in a closet. There's no. There's no like real. He didn't get a bedroom. He got a closet. It's not like it's a hotel, right? There's like probably room for two or three people to live there. Right. Or maybe even want. Maybe maybe no one lives there. Maybe the Ecuadorian people live there, like stay stay in apartments. Did did, did he have a plan for how this was going to work out? Like outing war criminals in uh, various nations committing atrocities. Like, did he know? I don't fuck. know. But if his whole plan was, I'm going to fuck Pam Anderson. Did it? Did it? He, got, he nailed it. She's been there, I think, seven times now. Bringing bringing. Oh, she's been there seven times. Yeah. She oh, brings, they've definitely fucked. She brings vegan sandwiches, dude. What do you think? Like, I thought she went there once, dude. If you're like, if you're like a vegan, bringing vegan sandwiches is your way to get laid. That's just your thing. That's just your thing. Yeah. Oh, hey, knock knock. It's Pam Anderson. I got a vegan sandwiches for Julian. <laughs> like, that's like, ah, oh, fuck. They're going to fuck. put your headphones on. They're going to fuck again. Oh, they're that totally got, fucking. That dude's got stamina. I mean, if you're Assange, though, man. I mean, 
that's got to be amazing because you know you're not out in the world i mean it's just sensory he probably just comes like that no i don't know dude read the poem read the poem that's all i gotta say and by the way he's not fat so his dick is full full effective length on <laughs> <laughs> uh, to our final segment today matt every every single segment today has made me violently ill I know. This, this, this is the my, most this, disgusting podcast. Finally, a final segment that's not going to make me sick. It's about a guy uh, raping a little girl. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Matt, I know when International Women's Day, we talked about at the beginning of the show, was last week. It's, uh, it's, one of, it's probably the only thing in your eye calendar every, every March, whatever the hell it is. So the day without a women's protest was also International Women's Day. It's a day when we're all either as women, we're, we're protesting for our rights to be equal, unnamed rights, of course. Are there any women in the Vatican? It's uh, a country. I don't think so. It's all gay guys, Well, right? nuns. No, there's nuns. Are there? Yeah, there's nuns. What do you all mean, right. living there? No, I, was just, I was trying to think if maybe... They, don't, they can't have sex. Uh, they're legal. I mean, well, not officially. Men, not officially, no. no. No, not officially. The Pope's used to bang a lot of shit. In fact, the new HBO show just has a Pope banging the shit out of people. I tried to watch it. Someone, someone said, you should watch that Pope show. Uh, it's starring Jude Law. And I was like, is that supposed to sell me on it? I, Ooh, I don't what you thought? Hair, hair piece or no hair piece? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. I know the Merkins were going around that show. Uh, so some guys, so they put up the statue. So there's a statue, the famous iconic statue of the bull on Wall Street, the bull which I never knew was put there by a, a, a guerrilla artist, just dropped there. It was never commission, officially commissioned. I didn't know that either until you told me an about Italian, it. An Italian sculptor made it. It was after the night, there, there was a stock market crash in 87, apparently, and everyone was really depressed. And so he wanted like to pump up Wall Street again, like the virility of Wall Street. It's around the time they made the Wall Street movie with uh, Charlie Sheen. So he created it's a great this, movie. Yeah, they created this giant bull statue, the bull being the, the bull market for Wall Street, and just fucking plopped and it down. the Wall Street guys were all coked up, and they're like, that's fucking, fucking awesome. Fucking A, but it got removed. It got taken away by the police. Or wait, the, he was... Oh, wait, sorry. The original bull got taken away, like, the next day. Oh. They came and trucked it away because it was put there illegally, and then some guy who was like a rich guy in Wall Street phoned Ed Koch and said, dude, people love the fucking bull. Put the bull back. Oh. And so Koch agreed to fucking put the bull back. So it was actually done. It was just it was complete like you know pirate art, and they left it there. Now that's in contrast. So was the uh, sorry. The, so it became the then it became the symbol of Wall Street. That was the later. Italian guy was like an Italian American guy. Yeah, he was just he was just a guy who got insp- said I want to make something awesome for Wall Street. To so they did like a replica of the original statue. No, this is the, there was no original statue. This is it. So they took. So they removed the statue and then brought the statue back. They brought the exact the same. Okay. Back. Yeah, there's a statue back. Now, thirty years later, cut to thirty years later, and the city officially commissions, paid for by a, a two trillion dollar Wall Street money management firm. The people that are stealing your taxes. The people that are stealing your taxes. They got bailed by the government, and obviously, obviously, clearly, are feminists. Uh, commissioned a statue of a of a staunch looking tough girl with her hands on her hips to be placed in front of the bull. As symbolism of the strength of women, or the as, bull would kick the shit out of her. You think it would? Though? I don't know. The girl looked pretty tough. Although it really, they said it. They said it. The ladies really, the ladies are in the march. Really took it upon themselves to make that the symbol of their movement, of the women's movement. Which so I it's think is all women versus the economy. I don't get it. No, I, I, the way I interpret it is that women want to be cast in bronze and look surly forever. No, just, well, just, yeah, just look, look pissed off forever in bronze. That's the woman's dream is to, to be angry at their guy just in bronze, in bronze forever and ever. Uh, so they, you how know, far? I'm sorry. How far away is it from the bull? It's facing the bull. It's 15 feet from the bull, facing the bull. In I the feel same like that kind of p- ruins the bull. Like uh, Wall Street can suck my dick, but 
Well, it was clearly it kind put, of cheapens the bull, doesn't it? it, it it's, the bull is clearly a mask in the virility of Wall Street, right? There's no more symbol of virility than the fucking bull. Well, Wall Street is 99% guys, Well, there's right? a lot of more women there now, but, I mean, it's always been a guy's place, and the financials have always been a guy's I mean, place. the ones the that markets, are good at it. The more, yes. The, not the women who are into STEM, big into STEM. Uh, and the bull itself is a, ma- a symbol of masculinity. Like, yeah. dudes like the fucking bull. They named themselves, boxers named themselves the bull. There's just like, yeah. it's a thing. So the girl is a symbol of feminism, right? She's a defiant girl who's fa- undersized but facing off against the bull. So they got a real classic male female gender battle going on there with bronze stat- with bronze I'm statues. I'm taking the bull every time. You got to take the bull. Why is it a young girl? Why isn't it a woman, an adult woman? Here's why it's a classic male-female fight. Because the bull can't actually just stampede her and kill her. You can assume that she beats she beats him in your fantasy. In your fantasy, she beats the bull. Well, that's animal cruelty. But but you can't say otherwise because it's just a fantasy. So because they can never, they're never allowed to fight. It's like could Serena Williams beat a male tennis player? I don't know. They can never play. So I don't, I don't really. I know. can tell you the answer. I know the answer. Wait. So why? So it's a, it's obviously a male. It's an adult bull. It, yes. For the analogy to make sense, it, I feel like it would have to be an adult woman. But th- then that would be weird because it's like, what's this idiot doing? Yeah, uh, so they picked the girl because it's like because it's a symbol of innocence and yet at the same time defiance. And also, they I think people intuited a lot of this shit. By the way, it's a symbol of the next generation of women coming up, being beating the bull, beating the bull, basically standing up to the bull. Matt, but the bull will, it's will all kill explain, the, the person. It's all explained at the feminist coffee clutch. If you just show up, just show up once in a while. If you explain to you, in fact, as far as I can tell, the the women, the feminist women who are like went on the marches and all shit, they've been like guarding this girl for for a while. It's like they're taking they're taking turns like circling the girl to make sure nothing happens here because one of them caught on camera <laughs> a dude. I don't think he's drunk. He looked like he was leaving work from Wall Street, so he probably wasn't even drunk. He had still has a little little satchel, uh, <laughs> satchel laptop around his, sho- his could shoulder. Be, could be both. And he was pictured uh, f- in front of his buddies, making fun of his bu- making fun for his buddies, humping the humping the little girl. Yeah, it was <laughs> funny. It was it was hilarious. The, the delivery, the way he did it, was was uh, high art. It was it was like the best humping of a little girl you could imagine. So, funny. so as most people would say, this is like either a drunken or near drunken stupid prank by a guy who's just so sick of reading about the little fucking girl and the, how much it means to all this shit like that. And it doesn't... So the woman who, the woman who captured her on camera got well, the picture, I, made it viral. I mean, do you think he had that kind of... I think he probably just walked by it and was like... Ugh. I think when you're 24 and you're overtired from work and your buddies go, I dare you to fuck the little girl. Right. <laughs> well, I, th- I think you're giving it too much credit as if this guy is like an activist in his own no, right. No, I think, I think he thought about it about one second before he did it. Right, right. <laughs> guys... Guys don't have guys don't plan a lot. <laughs> guys don't have planning a lot. Think about every the, like the ten most stupid things you've done in your life. No planning. There was no planning involved. No, nope. there was all impulse, complete impulse. And his buddies laughed. And some woman got a picture of this of the guy humping the thing. And she's a feminist who marched on the International Women's Day. And I guess she's part of the cadre of women protecting the little girl statue. And she said, wrote a whole thing about how this guy was a brosif. Which is again we talk about for a word I don't understand, <laughs> and he was his friends were egging him on like a date rape his date rapey friends she's declared they were all date rapey, and then They're, he was defiling he was defiling he was raping and I think she said a little girl as if doing this joke on the statue is the same as raping as raping that makes you Gary Glitter in Thailand all of a sudden because you're doing a joke on a statue yeah I mean by that logic uh, leaving the statue out in the in the freezing New York winter yeah, when it's, it's child abuse zero below uh, uh, or one below 
Yeah, that that would be child abuse. Uh, it's not a person. I'm sure people uh, piss on the bull on a regular oh, basis. I'm sure homeless, homeless guys, guys fuck the bull every night, right? Most certainly with the horn. Yeah, I, yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, so it was clearly not meant to be the rape of a girl. It wasn't even meant to symbolize that. It was just a guy doing a super prank. But at the end, this is how guys and, and feminists... I mean, statues also aren't proportionate. Like, the statue of Magic Johnson is, like, 12 feet tall. Yes. You know, uh, he, died, he got much shorter after the age. Like, do we know this is a little girl or is it just a miniature woman? No, it's a girl. It's a, it's, it's a girlish fi- It's a girl figure. It's clearly a girl figure. Not just in stature, but in looks. I know she, has, she doesn't have pigtails, but she has long, her hairstyle is like a girl. She looks like a girl... She looks like a defiant, like, Pippi Longstocking is what she looks like. These girls are going to... Oh, never mind. I've seen Pippi uh, Like a Copenhagen, the, the statue, like the little statue of girls they have, like, in Copenhagen. She looks like a girl. So why, why are these people assuming that the girl is going to grow up to be a stupid cunt like them? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe well, maybe she keeps getting raped by Brosifs. What is this, fucking Nostradamus? Well, like, here's a real point, Matt. I'm getting to my... What has my pennies in a bunch? Okay. It's her last line of her little viral video, viral photo thing about this being, like, the worst thing that ever happened in the history of humanity is that she says, this is exactly why we need feminism. So, like, she hmm. sums up the picture of this guy, this stupid guy with the fucking hipster beard, fucking the fucking the little girl <laughs> statue as, this is exactly why we need feminism. And I'm thinking, like, for the life of me, for the last, at least so long we've been doing this show, I've been trying to think, why do we need feminism? Because the goals that they, the, the really specific goals they have seem to have been addressed with, like, thousands of pages of legislation. And the goals that are very amorphous and vague can never be addressed. And they just keep changing. Right. So I don't really understand the need for what the feminists are screaming about. But now I finally know what it is. It's to stop guys from humping statues of little brass girls. Yeah. This um, is exactly why we need feminism. You've been thinking about it way more than they have. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps. Like if, if they're science, if they march down, if they march in D.C. and New York and said, "Stop fucking humping, Brosif, Stop humping little brass brass statues of girls," I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, stop that! That's disgusting." Well, now, well, the only way to really make this right is we'll have to build uh, a statue of the guy humping, and then and then a strong feminist uh, restraining him or peg- uh, pegging him, holding pegging up a, a slate or a, a script of some sort, or hammer and sickle or something. Something. It's, just, it's like. But this is like, to me, like the first time, literally the first time someone said, this is why we need feminism, there, were, there was actually a clear and concise reason why that actually made sense. Outside of reproductive, outside of abortion rights, I have not, I see all the signs, I see all the protestings, I hear what people are yelling, and it's all very vague. It's all yeah. completely vague. We want equality. Okay, what does that mean? We want to not be hurt by, or whatever. But it's all very vague. If it's like, you know, if there's actual stuff that's legislated, it's been legislated already. Well, they, they keep going back to equal pay, and it's like, uh, we have that. Yes. Um, so here, if, if you don't work as much, you, you can't get paid as by, much. Oh, by the uh, way, did you notice now that they have now revised one of the official groups that are protesting the gender pay gap? Has revised it to 91%. Oh, 91. Yeah, they just changed from like 70 whatever percent it was to 91. They had to finally concede that. And they said, we still have a long way to go. <laughs> well, I don't know. Your made-up number just got cut by 80%. I know when I was waiting tables, uh, not having an uh, amazing rack, I, I happened to probably, I'd say my tips were probably, I don't know, 15% less. Just uh, Really? Did you show people the uh, bump on your testicles? <laughs> Did you, like, hey, I know you're eating, you but know, the if you look at this little, little groove here I got in my scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> scrotum is the grossest word you said all day. <laughs> Wait, so for the, for the metaphor to make sense, um, I feel like it would, it would have to be a female matador 
to to kill the bull, but take the bull. You don't see that many female matadors because it's kind of a dangerous job. It, well, oh, Matt, you've never been in a bullfight before, have you? I have. I was rooting for the bull. I always root for the bull. And the matadors, by the way, don't do anything. They come at the end after the bull's been like half decapitated. <laughs> the matador is like the gayest figure in the entire process. It's which is so gay. I don't understand how they, it's like the most manly thing in Spanish culture, the bullfight. They all wear fucking blouses and costumes and bright and pink and bright colors, and they do a lot of dancing on horses. And then they come out with these like colored, bright colored spears and just spear the shit out of a bull from behind. What's going on with uh, Mexican guys? Yes, <laughs> the most disappointing thing Is ever. Like a short man's, like a like a, a territorial uh, Napoleon thing that just nationalistically. Yeah, I don't know. It comes out with the red thing, and the bull's like being a dumbass animal goes for the red thing, and then just stabs it from behind. That would be called a sucker punch or a rabbit punch or a fucking cheap punk move in any fight you did. <laughs> and the worst part is the last bullfight I saw, at the very end, the bull's dead. It bleeds. It actually dies from exhaustion, I understand. It, before it even bleeds, it does. It dies from exhaustion. Like it, it actually has like a heart attack. And then it's bleeding. And then they brought a Toyota truck with the letters, the, the, the Toyota part letters blocked out. So oh, it so said, said yo? Yo. And it, they hooked up a piece of rope and they dragged the bloody bull out of the place. <laughs> That's it. I can't, I'm never, no more bullfights ever again. That was it to me. That's I want to do that. Officially worse than soccer. Let's do this in America. Um, so it'll just be, how about, like, uh, I'll do it. And you give me, uh, like, an Uzi, right? So the bull comes out immediately, just fucking shoot it to death. Yes. Um, and, uh, and then I'll say, wait, you can't judge because, uh, you know. Yeah, don't be culturally insensitive. Yeah, bull di- the bull dies. By the way, they tie the shit out of his testicles, you know. Speaking of testicles, they cinch the testicles so tight. That's what makes it so angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, uh, how is that manly? I pretended I was a journalist one time when I was in Tacoma, and the uh, PBR, professional bull riding yes. tour, was coming through. And uh, oh, these guys had horrible breath. And uh, so I was just kind of uh, asking them what the fuck the point of this was, and they eventually tried to kick my ass, and I ran away. Yeah, um, it's so fucking dumb. Yeah, unless unless your job require unless your job like farming, working the land requires you to ride a bull. I don't. I'm not down with it. It's just like anything you do with animals that isn't like actually somewhat natural. I don't like dog shows. Don't. I don't like when people dress up their dogs. I don't like people. You know, hunt. if you're going to hunt, go wild. I don't like the dentist well, going to you- Africa and get the lion dragged up. <laughs> the line faked out so you could shoot it with a fucking artillery. I completely agree. Um, could you explain this to me? This is something I've been wondering about for quite a long time. Uh, so I was in Tempe or Scottsdale, I can't remember, and they have a saddle, uh, saddle ranch out there, and they have a mechanical bull. Um, so the guys ride the bull with one hand on the uh, saddle uh, handle. Yeah, the cinch or whatever it is. the other hand, yeah, and the other hand waving Thanks, free. Brian. So I grabbed onto the bull's fucking neck. Wyoming boy. Right? Brian's from Wyoming, by the way. Don't forget that. Oh, wait. Yeah, Brian could probably explain Laramie. This. He goes to the, went to the Laramie Roundups. <laughs> so I went on the bull. There was like a big group of uh, guys in cowboy hats, you know, sort of southern uh, or western culture type guys. Just say redneck. Rednecks. And, um, I mean, I'm from a redneck era. Well, whatever. So anyway, uh, so they were getting knocked off this bull in like 8, 10 seconds, right? So I go, well, what's the point of this game? To not get knocked off the bull, right? So I grab the bull's neck with both my arms, and they can't get me off of it. So after like five minutes, they're like, okay, like get the fuck out. You don't know how to do it. Because I succeeded in what they were trying to do. Man, this sounds a lot like your dart story. <laughs> this, is you, this is you showing people that do stupid sports how stupid their sport is? Yes, this is exactly what I'm doing. So what's the point in doing something so inefficiently that I you have one arm think, flailing around? I don't think you understand. Can you explain this? I think it's just that it's a judged event and not like a real sport. Um, 
you know, style points come into play. So it's uh, about like if you can hold on with just one hand, keep your like, other like one Odell, like Odell, like when Odell Beckham gets extra points. So it's for like his great dancing with gadgets. the stars or something. I mean, man, I think your your point your point in life seems to be to try and stop people from doing sports where you get to drink a lot. <laughs> and I think it's <laughs> they the most, got so mad. The most man. pointless thing I could. You're never going to stop guys from any activity where they get to drink a lot for no reason. <laughs> That's completely pointless. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote on the show? Um, sell us. Sell us something besides oh, your trigger warning. Growth. Trigger warning. Into into now high uh, three-digit sales. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> zero with that comma, zero, zero. <laughs> nice. And uh, MattRalston.net, uh, Twitter at Matthew Ralston. And Brian's show. Actually, Brian, you do it. Oh, yeah. The first Monday of every month at Bar One Starving Artist Variety Show. Nice. That's Bar One in Valley Village? Valley Village. we got comedy, music. I think we have an illusionist and a burlesque dancer coming up next Chris month. Angel de- dangling in a straight jacket. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, no tickets. There's no cover. Just no cover? Are you kidding me? I'm there. Twenty. Well, maybe pasties on the burlesque, but the rest, nice. no cover. Nice. I want to thank Rocco's and Studio City for hosting us once again. Rocco's fans, thank you very much. You guys were fantastic. Rocco's and Studio City. Giant beers. Lex, last word. Talk to you next week. 